This is the X&C Podcast, your Xbox newscast, featuring Colt Eastwood and Mag, hosting industry interviews and gaming talk live on YouTube every Monday night at 5 p.m. on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. For all of you listening around the world, XNC Podcast is available on demand on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the show. Join the chat, hit the like button, and let's get into this week's topics with the Xbox Newscast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How you doing? I'm Cole Eastwood, and I love to run a show so perfectly there's never any mistakes. Just getting everything ready behind the scenes. Welcome to the show. I am Cole Eastwood. I'm here with Mag, middle-aged game guy. How are you doing, my bro from Toronto? Show Mag, how are you doing, bro? Okay, well, it wasn't me. Can everybody hear me now? Yeah, they can hear you. <laughs> okay, it was me. let's do let's do this again, because uh, um, uh, Colt obviously sabotaged me. Um, <clears throat> clearly, he's a bot. Uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, anyhow, listen. Happy, I just wanted to say before we even get started, uh, to all my fellow Canadians who are listening out there, happy Canada Day weekend. I hope everybody had a safe and happy weekend. And of course, to all my American friends, happy Trader Day for defying the crown when, uh, you know, it, uh, it, you should have fallen. Anyways, I'm just kidding. Everybody, have a happy Independence Day tomorrow, July 4th. Be safe and do not blow your fingers off like Ben Stiller did in Tropic Thunder, please. So let's just uh, save the fireworks for professionals who've been drinking for 11 straight hours. All right. So everybody, have a great time. Have a lot of barbecue. Listen, Twitter uh, and everybody in the chat. I want to see pictures. I want to see pictures of barbecues. I want to see pictures of flags. I want to see you guys having a good time. Uh, you know what I mean? So let's get out there, have some fun, enjoy the summer. But anyways, back onto the video gaming <laughs> scene. We have a lot of things to talk about tonight because, uh, I mean, I know we don't have um, we don't have the results yet of the FTC trial and everything else. I'm sure that'll come either at the end of this week or the beginning of next week because of the July 4th landing where it was. Yeah. Uh, so they're not going to be doing court. But anyways, besides that being the case... We still have a lot to talk about because, you know, apparently some of us are robots. So we got to get into that. Yeah, we are. We are super close to talk. And we will talk about where uh, everything lands with the FTC and what uh, I think will be a good possibility because I've been all over the board with this. I want to give a shout out to the channel members of patrons and veterans of the people who have been helping the channel before we get started about this whole conspiracy and this, this scandal that's going on with the Xbox yeah. community. I'm going to dive into it pretty well, but I want to give a shout out to Mark Caldwell, KY Bob, Assassin, Lupa, Jazzy, Newt, Ricky Fallon, Jason, Luan, Moby, Lord, Sin Eater, William Riggs, Farscape, Matt Houston, uh, Matt Burns, William Lanza, Udana Kizada, Suicide King, Assassin Lupa, Robert Jackson, Dante Muda, Betabax, Dark CMF, Gaz, Fox Storytelling, Azetter White, Vario 2 Gaming, V Simco, Poochie, Dub, Hargit Chani, TK Chillin, Raiden Blade, Cute Perspective, True 77, Micah Ford, Red Source, Quinn's Army, Add to Deer, Pesky Krogan, Pen, Pineapple Pen, Pineapple Pen, Trent Roberts, MacBound, Meat Puppet, Neil B, Xbox International, Podcast, Red Wolf, Alan Deltree, Alan, oh my goodness. I am I'm so like all, all over the place today. Gamer by choice, Jedi J Goalie, Rippin, Highlander, Techno Caveman, Fire 71, That Blue Number, Kung Fu Hot Dogs, Silent Cipher, and Uncle Chowder. And also I have to give a shout out to a Pushing Polygons, who is a channel sponsor uh, on the podcast and on the videos. Meg, what's up? Oh man. 
Uh, listen, I'm still playing. By, by the way, guys, chat, you guys are saying? on fire already. Oh, they're, they're already they're already picking out people for um, the reboot of um, Tropic Thunder. They've. <laughs> I oh, won't yeah. even say it. I won't even say it. But Kevin Baldwin, that was the funniest thing I've read so far tonight. Um, anyways, uh, listen, I'm still playing Jedi Survivor. Remember what I told you before? I, I'm having a whole new philosophy on life. Let me tell you something. I told my wife uh, that earlier this week. I said, listen. I'm not going to be a locust anymore, and I'm not going to be a locust gamer anymore where I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm going to go rip through the town, eat all your crops, fly away, go to the next town, eat all your crops, don't even sit down. The same thing with gaming. Like, for example, when you go to an art gallery, you don't run through the art gallery, go, that's cool, and then just keep running. You sit down, you enjoy it, you stare at it. You look at it. You try to figure out all the nuances. You know what I mean? And so now I'm doing that with gaming. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to handpick a small amount of top quality games. I don't care who they're from. From Sony, Nintendo, Xbox, wherever. And if I really like the game, I'm going to exploit everything about it. I'm going to play it to death. Well, not my death. To the game's death. But the thing is, I'm going to play it until I get that thousand out of a thousand. Until I get that platinum. Until, well, Nintendo doesn't have anything uh, in terms of rewards. But... I'm going to do that. So I'm still playing Jedi Survivor right now, and I'm going for that. I'm going for that 100% completion, and I'm enjoying the heck out of it. And I got to tell you, uh, later down the lo- later down the line, I'll eventually get to Diablo 4, maybe. Uh, but who knows? It, it might end up at Game Pass before I get to it. But that's what I've been doing, Colt. What have you been doing? Uh, I've been playing Jedi Survivor, been playing a lot of Major League Baseball, the show, and I've been playing oh, really? with my kids. Like we 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 do rounds of Fortnite and Grounded and. Um, Waiting for that next big thing. I really have been waiting for that next big thing. And I might move into Final Fantasy 16, but I've been talking to a fellow, you know, fake bot AI constructs in the gaming community about if I should play Final Fantasy. And I'm not quite sure, but I have to figure out what I'm going to do over the next month while we wait for new games to come in. But See, um, Cole, I'm on the fence too, because I, 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 keep, I hear such wild uh, differentiations of how they feel yeah. about the game. Some people are saying it's trash, and then some people are like, it's amazing. You really have to give it a chance. And I'm like, I don't know. So I'm just going to wait a little while longer. And like I said, I've got – you know what? I'm actually looking at a lot of people in, in, the, in the chat are actually saying that they're, they're starting to agree with my approach on gaming. I'd rather play six or seven amazing games a year and play, play – like literally complete it to what – the developer has, you know, put into that game thousands of hours, thousands, maybe tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of hours into that game. It's like someone walking into a restaurant when I used to be a chef in a restaurant. You work 11 hours on something, and then a guy takes one bite and goes, eh. And like, you want to go out there and beat him to death with, like, a pizza roller, right? And it's like, dude, that you know what I mean? So, like, when it comes to these developers putting hundreds of thousands of hours into a quality title right? Not Gollum. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like something like quality title. I want oh, to yeah. experience every aspect of it and then move on to the next game. And guess what? When I'm finished my backlog, the games that are out now will be 50% off. This is the way to go, folks. This is the way to go. I mean, if you could control your FOMO, you'll be fine. The only time I'll buy a game, absolutely buy a game day one is if I got my backlog completed or it's a multiplayer game that you got to get on the hotness like right away. You know what I mean? Because yeah, then, you know the yeah. community. The community's hot. Everybody's playing it, and you know you're having fr- uh, fun with all your friends. That's the only time. But other than that, the other games can wait, man. They can wait. Man, so anyway, man, so I'm over here trying to do a podcast about uh, some some drama, and Mag's like, "We're talking about games. Can you wait a minute? We're talking about video Holy games." Holy mackerel! <laughs> I love it. Speaking of games, uh, I love uh, it. Everybody, <laughs> draw your attention to the back here. My Miss Pac-Man machine came in, so let me move my big stupid melon head. 
Look at that. Isn't she lovely? Love yeah, it. it's a second. It's a second one in next to my midway machine. So uh, yeah, it's uh, right there, Miss Pacman. Oh man. Okay, I'll, it brings back on. so many memories. I gotta tell you a game. I gotta tell you a game. I got sucked into playing for about two hours last night. Ooh, it's called what, Arcade what, what, Paradise. It's on Game Pass. It's this little I teeny tiny indie where you're doing laundry at a laundromat in like 1990, and I was like. Wait, don't you? But you get to play some of the video games, and I found myself playing it for like two hours. I, I don't know why, but I was playing it. But please give it a shot. It's so quirky. You literally load the the laundry, you bring it out of the, and put it in the dryer. You go and you 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 get the money out of the machines for the um for the arcade. Uh, so so goofy, so goofy. But I had to call I my son, it, and I, I'm like, you got to see this. It's it's so weird. Uh, but it has this vibe going on. You you pick up trash while the while the it's so weird. I felt I felt like a I true Xbox man. Yeah. So oh, wow. let me everyone um, in the chat yeah. is is typing jokes about this um the the check or the payroll or the paid shield type thing. And um let me kind of reset for the audience. For those of you who don't know exactly where this started from, a former developer for Blizzard that worked on World of Warcraft. He hasn't worked at Blizzard in 16 years um but he still has quite a following 50 50,000 some followers on twitter he tweeted out quote nothing is real a lot of these xbox fans are paid firms or bots rabid fan run or microsoft run this is a standard practice now in corpo warfare gonna get far worse with ai that's his tweet and he's inferring that xbox has this massive community because if you look at the gaming scene if you if you look outside of just your console or your PC, if you look in the gaming scene online, there are big, big bunches of communities that gather on forums, websites, chat groups, Twitter, Reddit, right? And he is incredulous that there are millions of Xbox fans that have gathered together and are talking about the excitement of the future because I have to remind you that for the better part of the past 10 years, Xbox has been down pretty rough. But now that they're coming up with lots of great games that they've just shown, Xbox fans are really getting active and fired up. He believes, Mag, that these people are not real. They're either paid by Microsoft to build a community online, a grassroots campaign, or they are AI constructs that are tweeting out, I'm so excited for Starfield. It looks like the gunplay is really fun. You know, and then they push it out. So... Uh, I responded to this guy and I said, Hey, I've been in this community for about 10 years and I could tell you, we are very real. And I know a lot of these people personally, I talk to them on the phone or we text or we message or we play games together and we, we are real. And I know it's hard to believe that Xbox wouldn't have millions of people in their community, but it has grown very large as Xbox has gotten bigger. And I almost ratioed the guy, but as you notice that my response is pretty respectful but apparently he is not looking for respectful comments. He's really all about a conspiracy of what's going on. And then the games media took to reporting on this like it was a real possibility. And uh, it gets even worse than that. Uh, it get even worse than that, Meg. <laughs> um. <sighs> Oh, by the way, Iyer, yes, I did get the poncho. Sorry. I, he said, uh, this guy, the, the, the Iyer in the chat keeps going, Mag, did you get the poncho? Mag, did you get the poncho? And I'm sitting here going, what in the hell is he talking about? What, for was I Jedi? supposed to? Yeah, but I, I didn't realize he was referring to Jedi. I thought he was talking about me in my real life. And I'm like, why do I need a poncho? I'm like, shout it's summertime. To, it's 95 to... degrees. 
Shout right, out to Fonz ahead. in the chat. Says Cole is paid by Xbox. I can't confirm. Um, I didn't want the poncho because I didn't really love the poncho in the last game. So I'm wearing kind of like a dark right, blue he, robe uh, in the game. He threw me off. Oh, that's yeah, nice. It, I, I have a nice I, I did see it in the poncho. I'm like, what the heck is he talking about? But I, we were I'm talking like, about, we were was, talking about like, games. Dude, yeah, we're talking about games. I'm like, dude, it's 95 <laughs> degrees. Why do I need a poncho? This is ridiculous. And I'm, and I'm just like, wait a minute. In the Western movies, some of the Mexican guys wore ponchos, and it was hot. And I'm going through all this in my head, and then I'm like, oh, he's talking about Jedi Survivor. I just wanted to bash my face against the microphone thinking that he was talking about real life. Yeah, yeah, that that's my AI. Uh, yeah, exactly. Can I? Yeah. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. Uh, here's the thing. I do a, I do a mean robot when uh, <clears throat> when that when I'm dancing. But anyways, here's the thing. Um, what have you heard about this, Mag? Like, where? Okay. First, tell there me what is, you've heard, and then give me your your opinion on where you think it's sitting, because I have to talk about another part of this that, that the, the, came the reason crashing why, down. Okay. Okay. Now, the reason why I'm kind of hesitant right now is because they they are doing this. They've been doing this in Hollywood for years. Some of this like fake bot stuff, whatever. Not fake bot things, because they were they weren't always doing that. What they were doing is that they had like fake reviews, or they call them. I, I can't even say the name because you know you, it's a clean show. But there's a name for it. Uh, they 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 call them they call them uh, like it's, it's like cheerleaders, fluffers, that kind of thing for the industry of <laughs> no, not that kind, not that kind. Uh, they call them cheerleaders or fluffing for uh, particular movies or brands, and those are not bots. But those are fake people. It's like it's like they do create fake hype. So what this guy's saying is he's taking it to another level. He's saying, okay, well, what Hollywood's been doing for years and years and years, guys, look it up. It's it's an okay. actual fact. Like, and anybody thinks I'm nuts? It's actual fact. I'll even I'll even pull up an article uh, when I, when when Cold is talking just to show what people are talking about or what I'm talking about. Uh, they've been doing that for for decades. Now, what he's saying is he's taken to the next step, and now there's the fear, and there are rightful fears about AI, uh, uh, particularly with writing and stuff like that. Look at the new, um, uh, what the hell is that show, uh, Secret Invasion, that's on uh, Disney+. Plus. The opening was created by AI. It was not created by a, a visual artist, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I, mean, we're, we're heading, I know they're headed there. Now, sure. they say that they did that. Um, they did that to uh, to prove a point to show to show that you know that uh, AI was part of this you know the and the, and the skull, uh, scrolls were part of the secret invasion kind of thing. So it was about like it was supposed to be sort of ironic that that it was AI did it. However, the point is AI made the opening of the show, which leads me to believe that one of the suits up there goes, well, why can't we just do that with every show and not pay these guys, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> right. So that's where it's heading. So now what this guy's doing is he's taking to the next step. He's saying, okay, well these Hollywood. Um, you know, rah rah cheerleaders that that you know that they put these fake headlines and stuff and splash it all over the the movie posters, right? They do things like that and like, well, why can't an AI just be you know promoting Xbox or whatever else? It's not out of the realm of possibility, but I don't think it's happening. And clearly, we are not robots. Everybody in the chat is not a robot. We are real well, people. Tip typically, the AI bot spam bot stuff is trying to get you to click into something to get your money immediately. Um, you certainly could use that method, you know, AI spam bots and comment sections. We're seeing it on Twitter where I will say, I'm looking forward to Starfield. I can't wait to explore right. the planets, right? And then I'll get a response on Twitter that says, I'm going to get off the AI thing in a second here, but it'll say something like, yeah, I am so looking forward to playing Starfield. Those planets look really, really cool. Click my link in the in, in my bio for for blockchain, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh right. my gosh. So, and so, and so the, the bot will just regurgitate what your post says to right, sound right. you know it tells it in a parameter agree with them uh build off of it and then push the link well 
exactly. And now the other thing is, you brought up Twitter. Interesting thing is that when uh, that's when uh, when uh, Musk got involved, the first thing that he was trying to remove were all the bot accounts because they were just following people. And it happens on Instagram all the time. I get yeah. I get hundreds of followers, and they're not real people. And then and then all of a sudden, I get these chat requests. Hello, how are you, friend? Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Like I it's get, like I get these it's like DMs the worst too. Yeah. So these- it's that so. Is this yeah. guy really crazy? His idea specifically about Xbox is a little bit off the wall, but oh, I on, see a where fundament- you're yeah. on a fundamental level, he's not wrong that they could do it, but anybody could do it. He's not, I mean, like you could say Microsoft can do it. Amazon could do it. I Google's the, already doing it. I think you know the funniest I mean? part of it and the reason why it's it's such a topic or an issue is it's because, because he he's incredulous that. Yeah, he's incredulous that Xbox has yes. all these yes. fans that are excited about. He's showing his bias that he's like, there's no way all these people would be excited about exactly. Xbox because they don't make games. But anybody who's paid attention <laughs> here on this show or watch the other shows, you know, yeah. Xbox has been cranking out a lot of games that are in the works now. And everyone's really excited about that. And it's all, and yeah. all this is going to feed into what we're going to talk about with FTC, what we're going to talk yep. about with possible studio buyouts. And there's a whole bunch to talk about, but. It really came to a head last night. In, uh, I mean, a very small head, but a, a YouTuber. Uh, I've been on this person's show, and uh, Randall Thor and I were guests on his show a couple of years ago. And the show was so poorly run, Mag, that Rand and I just took it over. Like they didn't know how to talk about topics. They didn't know anything about the subject matter. And Rand and I just railroaded the show. And I don't know if that's the right term. And we just covered all the topics for them and gave all the real information because they were just so lackadaisical, so misinformed. So this channel said that there's a smoking gun that has all but been confirmed or pretty much confirmed in his words that I am a paid employee of a firm that works for Microsoft to push Xbox. And he said that people like me and dealer and um, Randall Thor and iron Lords have all come out of nowhere with unnatural growth. And let me indulge you for just a moment because I know nobody wants to sit and listen to and a YouTuber talk about how he got to be a YouTuber. I'll make it very brief. I opened up a YouTube channel in 2006, covered mostly firearms and some hobby stuff. And then I got into gaming around 2015 and because I've been dealing with the Xbox One. And anybody who's watched some of my older interviews on other channels will know this story, but... When the Xbox One was first kicking off, I was really enjoying it when the rest of the world didn't like it. And so I started making these videos and it took a while for them to go somewhere. But thanks to somebody like Dealer and some of my other friends who said, hey, you need do these things. You're kind of not really doing your videos right. You're not really angling things properly. You're not working with the system of YouTube to find what people actually want to watch. And I had an overnight success in 2017 where I was getting 200 views per video. I was now getting 20,000 because I was covering hot topics, hot news items that people were asking about people were that were in the news cycle. Instead of me saying, Oh, today I'm going to make a video about how Ubisoft games are kind of the same. No one was talking about that. Nobody watched that. So it takes a lot of hard work to actually get somewhere when you're trying to get somewhere on a platform. And this person it's J tech TV. I mean, I could say his name, five, you know who he is. But he said it was an unnatural growth that people like us were pushed by Microsoft and that we're paid. And I'll, I'll explain to you right now. If you want to make money on YouTube, you have to be approved by Google's YouTube monetization program. And you have to make content that is so good that more than 
10 people will watch it. And it's so difficult to get to that point. But my channel is now 150,000 subs. I'm grateful I have an amazing co-host like Mag to be here on this podcast. And thank you so much for being here. We're going to talk about the news, but let me just embarrass him for two seconds. You don't know what you're talking about, JTech. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you don't understand. He said that no one would watch a loser like me who talks about a losing platform. I don't, I don't know, like 36 million views I have on the channel. People want to talk about the hobbies. I'll give you advice. If you want to do YouTube content, talk about what you love. Talk about what you're excited about. Get an op audience and a community together of things that people like, and you'll have a really good positive reception. If you want to sit back and bash stuff, good luck. I don't know if that's going to work out for you, but that's where we're sitting. Mag, do you have any questions for me about this like paid thing? Like, Is there any disclosure I need to give? or well, I mean, Do you want to grill me, cross-examine? Well, first of all, I'm on his show right after this show tonight, so I don't know what I don't know what to say. But uh, <laughs> we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be talking about uh, frauds, uh, and uh, clearly you came up now. Anyways, before you even said his name, I, when you said uh, someone who had a show that was misinformed, clearly I thought you were talking about Randall Thor. But anyways, that's oh! besides the point. Uh, anyways, I hope you heard that, Rand. I hope you heard it. You know he will. You know he will. I know. I, I know he. I know he will. I know he will. And you know what? The guy doesn't DM me anymore. Doesn't say hello. Nothing. I mean, I. I you know, I'm. I'm hurt. Personally hurt by all this. I talk Anyhow. to him every day. He mentions you every day. He, oh, he's obsessed with you. He's does obsessed with you. he now? He does. Well, anyways, hi Rand. Love you. Love your show. Um, <laughs> uh, anyhow, here's the thing. I don't have any questions for you because you pretty much laid it out. So I mean, I, I understand exactly what's going on. What, what what's going on from your end? Uh, I'm hearing why, and I heard the whole thing, and I'm just like, you know, all I can think of. Um, I, by the way, when you said unnatural, I started giggling a little bit because all I can think of is, uh, <clears throat> you know, the pathway to the dark side. <laughs> you know, I, I won't even say it. Yeah, yeah. A pathway to abilities some consider to be unnatural. Oh, it's so, so greasy the way he says that, isn't it? So maybe Colt is a Sith Lord. Maybe we maybe that's the situation. So uh mm -hmm. two always two there are. So obviously there's Colt and there's somebody else as a Sith Lord, which I still think is Rand. So I will have to take them both out, uh chat. So I'm sorry about that. Uh anyways, in all seriousness, getting back to the subject at hand, um, Clearly, I don't think that that's the case. Otherwise, you know, the thing is what I notice about you specifically and um, your enthusiasm for what you did. You mentioned it yourself. You said, listen, if you want to do something, you want to be popular on YouTube, you want to get the views, you want to get the likes, you want to get the follows, do something that you're passionate about. Do yeah. something that you're happy about that you enjoy, that you enjoy doing. And, and, you know, the thing is, it'll portray itself through your content, right? That people could see that you're genuinely, like, for example, like even with me, I'm, I'm, I'll drag myself into this. I don't have the YouTube channel because there's a lot of things I do that YouTube won't allow me to do. So therefore <laughs> right. I just go, I just go guerrilla warfare and I just release videos wherever the hell else. I'll release them on TikTok for no money. I don't care. I release them on Twitter for no money. I don't care. I've had literally millions of views uh, if you combine all my, my videos together. But you know what? I'm, I, I enjoy doing them, and I think that they're fun, and I think it's funny. We love them. And sure, and I sure I can make more. I can make money doing that stuff. But I just I'm having such a good time doing it, and that's where the genuine that, that that's where you know uh, being genuine comes in, and that's where I'm going to tie that back into you. You I could tell even by your videos outside of the streams when you do your actual produced videos and everything else, you can hear it in your voice. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like some people say, oh, you know, Colt is a, you know, Colt, Colt is a uh, blah, blah, blah. He's a, he's a, he's a fraudulent uh, cheerleader for Xboxes. And he's just, he likes it. What? He can't like it. He's not allowed to like something like 
You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't understand what people's problems are. Like, if I like, what, what's the difference with a sports team? Like, if you like the Seattle Seahawks and I like the Buffalo Bills, am I going to call you a fraud? I'm I mean, just going to say. We had people saying kidding. that, you know, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about some other influencers that have a problem with how Xbox fans are excited about what they're excited about. But, uh, but I'm losing my train of thought already. But if you, if you like, if you shill for the winning team, like the number one team, like if you're if you're a shill for LeBron James, like most people won't give you too much crap because he's he's earned he's earned that uh that honor or that allure, right? But if you're right. shilling for some third place NBA star, people are like, Why do you sucks? You know, it's kind of obnoxious. But um, I don't get one it. Of the like, other I mean, things just... that came out of this was yep. a bunch of us went to Fan Fest and luckily people like um Lord Cognito and Lord Attic from Iron Lords. I was there, and uh, some of the other people like Sean Labrie were there, and some of the other people that are in the gaming community and have YouTube channels were able to go there. And, of course, they think that Xbox, you know, paid for us to go or whatever. It's like, that was a very expensive trip for for my wife and I to fly to L.A. and stay there for five days and, and everything like that. But, like, there was the moment when we had that picture with Aaron Greenberg at breakfast and they thought that Aaron took us out to breakfast and paid for everything. And this is literally what happens. We were sitting, we were almost done eating. Aaron Greenberg comes walking through the lobby and I waved him over and he saw me and recognized him. He's like, Oh, Hey, it's Colt and the other Xbox people. And he's like, Oh my gosh, it's Cognito. It's Lord addict. It's Ben Kenobi. It's Sean the Bree. And he sat and talked to us for 20 minutes, took a picture and left. But it's that perception that they think, that we're all bought and paid. Now, I've got a couple controllers. I've got three controllers back there that Xbox has sent me through the Xbox creator program. But that's it. It's so crazy. Okay, but you know uh, the thing is, though? <laughs> if they send you stuff like it's, like, uh, it's like Hollywood stars when they go to the Academy Awards and they give you a bag of swag, are you a shill all of a sudden? Well, I mean, some of them are anyway. But that's for a different purpose. Those are for different uh, reasons. Now, that's but just, that is very similar because uh, an, a, a TV star, a movie star, will come on to Jimmy Fallon's show – and they give right. them a gift basket because they cannot pay right. them to to come be on the show. That's what I'm. That's so what I'm Josh saying. Josh Muncy, the marketing leader for one of the marketing heads of Xbox, replied to Grums, this uh, ex Blizzard employee, and said, "We absolutely do not pay influencers to review or share our our products. We don't pay them." And he thought that was further confirmation that something shady was going on. Let me read a couple supers that cover this so we can move on. Cause I think if we talked about this all night. People might actually reach to the internet cable and strangle us. John TJ with the $2 says, hi guys. Will the deal go through? Well, I'm going to get to that. Cause I was two different ways last week. Alan, Alan Aldeltry with a 13 month member, uh, chat says what's going on Cole as always amazing content and you're amazing what's up Alan I don't know what's up I'm happy regardless I need to make a new video this week like Mag said that one of those production videos I'm due for another one Chris Jones thank you for the five he says I can confirm I'm not paid by Xbox or the Iron Lords which provide a lot of content for which he provides content for awesome Chris he says wouldn't mind a big check though and this is a joke Mag that went around a lot this week like all these Xbox fans on Twitter and on other forums are like, where's my money? Where's my paycheck? You know, the, the thing is, like, I remember when dealers, see, that, see somebody uh, somebody brought up a, a, a dealer. Remember when the Series X was released? Or not when released, before it was released, he got the console to test yeah. out, I think it was. Yep. And 
it was the same thing. People were like freaking out about like it came up again because I remember Dealer did a stu- he did this stupid video where he had it like in his dryer. <laughs> And he's like, oh, what's oh. in my dryer? And, yeah, and then like he pulled out a sweater, and then he's like, oh, what's in my voice. dryer over here? Yeah, and then, well, sorry, I had to do it. Like, yeah. his, uh, his, El- his Elvis voice. And yeah. he's like, oh, is that, is that the Series X in my dryer? Oh. And then he opened up the dryer, and then the like, Series X was like, and I remember that video. And then someone else brought it up. You, you see? The game dealer. The game dealer. Ba- dee, ba- 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 dee, ba- came <laughs> Did you my notice hand. that we both and do I was just like, Elvis Hank Hill when we do dealer's voice? Well, it is. What the it hell is. do you want from my life? And that's is. what he sounds like. That's exactly what I do. Yeah, I, so, I mean, we both. I mean, people were saying that he's not like just because they give him something to try or whatever. Jez gets headphones every week, and he get actually, you know, God bless him for this. Uh, he gives them away on the show, like he does, like he giveaways, like because they send him the headset after headset after headset. Yeah. All these different companies. Does that mean that Jez is getting paid from you know from Beats, from uh, Arctic, or from all these different companies? You know, from Turtle Beach, from all these different people that well, he, uh, might, he have might have. Headsets? He might have one sponsorship, but. That's a that's sponsorship. A sponsorship. Yeah. That's different. That's a whole different story. But the thing is, with all those things, that doesn't you know they're not all paying. They're sending in product because that's what that's how I do. You go to YouTube. You go to uh, you go to uh, what's it called to Instagram and everything else. You get all these influencers. They get sent stuff all the time. Oh, thank you to uh, you know to General Electric for sending me this fridge today. We're going to review this fridge. It happens everywhere, but they don't get paid. But like, it's not like a check comes in fifty thousand. You know, from General now, Electric. PlayStation oh, is. Good. PlayStation has their PlayStation Stars. I can't remember what they call it, but they brought in um, Finn Wolfgard, right? Wolfheart from uh, well, from Stranger Things. Like this is uh, this is a thing, but they do things. Xbox did it with uh, what the hell's his name? Ninja. They Ninja. But to think mil- that somebody like me or Rand or Dealer were getting no! secretly paid, ridiculous. Bri- Bri- Byron Lynch says a five. Thank you, Byron. He says I'm the Xbox that gives you money, and I got to oh. add to this that they're like, oh, these executives, they pretend like they're friends with all of you. It's like I I've talked to the executives. They know of my work. They've watched my stuff, and how do I I really struggled with the with a way to say this because I have really good friends who have been working really hard to grow a channel and they've gotten up to 10,000 subs you know like boomsticks at like what almost 13 yeah and my friend Fonz I think he's at almost 10 uh I haven't checked in a while but like it takes a long time to get to a certain point but the person that I was that was talking crap about me is that like 9,000 subs over an eight year period. And it can be very difficult, but sometimes the cream can rise to the top and I've worked really hard and we all work really hard. And I think what the word they're looking for is not paid shell. It's recognition because I've been lucky to be recognized for the quality. Like when Todd Howard says something, now he's watched a video of mine or watched my Starfield videos that's called recognition, and it's one of the best things in the world. It's way better than money. And uh, Todd paid me a bunch of money after he said that, too. And I was like, thank you, Todd. I appreciate that. No. So, uh, and then, you know, you got Dirt Griggity in, the, in, in here who's also being raked through with, with these allegations. And Dirt Griggity's like, he's just been, he's another one of those guys. He's, you know, he's, I think he's at six or 9,000 subscribers and he's working his way up, making videos, podcasting, just trying to get out in the community and to have people just say, oh, they're only growing because Microsoft's paying for it. That's not how it works. I mean, YouTube views are YouTube views. They're all mostly verified and, uh, you know, 99% of your views have already been checked by YouTube. So anyway, well, let me, let me know, go on to the they, next. They, 
Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. David Kurgoff, thank you for the six euro. He says, if you look at the great Indy Bramble, the Mountain King, uh, for a game, if you love Nordic fairy tale lore, you'll love the game. What is that? What is Bramble the Mountain King on? Is it on everything? I keep seeing people talking about it, and I better check I it out. I am not a hundred percent sure. <laughs> I've, I've seen it mentioned, but David, I'll check it out because uh, I do need to look for a game to play. Jax82, thank you for the five. He says, at first I thought Cognito was an Xbox insider. I first saw him with Mr. Matty Plays, and then I found him again on ILP. I was completely wrong. He covers it all. And, you know, Lord Cognito was with ILP first, and then he partnered with Matty. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're not Xbox insiders. We just do a lot of homework and dig into stuff that people probably don't uh, obsess enough about. And we try to be as formed as possible so we can say, hey, I don't know this, but, you know, Megan, I do this all the time. We don't know what they're going to do over here with this studio, but we have a pretty good idea of what they might be doing. We, and, we're talk yeah, about that. And, and we do. And then the thing is, like, we talk about all this stuff. We know these things. We know people in the industry. We, we've uh, we've made connections and friendships over the years with people, insiders, whatever. I've done more, more on my end on the Hollywood side of things. But that's because of different connections that are unrelated to what we do here. Uh, but anyway, that being the case, we do all these things. It doesn't mean that we're... You know what I mean? That we're being paid shields, except for, uh, by the way, Phil, uh, <clears throat> uh, Phil, thank you for the uh, Miss Pac-Man machine. Uh, anyways, besides that, uh, that was just a mere coincidence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love but, how somebody just wants to clip one of those moments and just weaponize it. And it just makes me laugh. Oh, it makes I want me so to, happy. Please. Why doesn't anybody <laughs> clip me? I, I, you know how many clippable moments there are of me saying stupid things and nobody ever clips me and puts me on Twitter. No one's like, look at this fraud. Hey, and well, like maybe nothing. I'll maybe i'll have to do that <laughs> oh well cold i haven't seen any pictures of you with the pinocchio nose this week so i don't know we'll see really oh that's like no a world nothing biffernaldi says i just got here start over welcome to the ecstasy podcast this welcome, is episode welcome. 108 i'm here with mag we are live on youtube and hit the like button if you're having a good time we're just about we're i think we're done talking about the drama of uh influencers and content creators but hit the like button and we're also on apple spotify and google podcasts and other places so if you're checking us out and you're here listening uh, on demand through the audio, let us know. And if you're able to give feedback, if Mag and I come across animated enough to just do the mic, we do our best. Sometimes Mag is doing backflips while he talks, and I hope that comes through as well. But we really oh, appreciate you guys. Oh, I try my best. <laughs> We've got almost 1,200 people here live. Thank you so much for being here. You guys are amazing. <clears throat> Thanks to my channel moderators, the live podcast moderators, Donna Quezada and Happy Bomb. They are incredibly amazing. Go give them a uh, thumbs up and a heart because they're awesome. Uh, we really appreciate all that you do. Let's move into the next thing, which is one of my favorite things is that a former Rare developer and the composer that has worked on many Rare games over a long period of time have both said collectively and individually that they don't think there is an audience for a new Banjo-Kazooie. Mag, take it away. Oh, come on. Well, you know what? I actually am not 100% sure there is um, uh, an audience for it. And that, that's not a slight against Banjo-Kazooie. It's just that or I think it? that's... 
Man, well, you know, I'm not. I was not ever a huge fan of it. I didn't like. I didn't like it because I mean, my God, have you gone back to play those games now? It's it's literally painful. But I mean, that's not because the games are bad. It's because of the you know they're a product of their time, right? And it's like when you go back, go back and play. By the way, anybody thinks I'm I'm being ridiculous? Go back and play Tomb Raider one or Tomb Raider two on the PS one, and. I thought that that was the most immersive, most uh, the most beautiful graphics I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, so real. There's no way that it could ever get better than this. It looks so real. <laughs> yeah, go back and play it now, right? Anyways, the point is, is that what's happening on specifically on Xbox and PlayStation is the platformers are good. They're really good. It's just no, they're just not gaining traction, and that's just... the thing. Like, look at look at uh, what's it called. Great game, by the way. What's a what's a game that uh, that the Xbox had um, a couple years ago with the Fox? Super the Lucky's Tale, which is not Super a very Lucky's good. Tale. It's not a very I good game. I loved it. I got a thousand out of a thousand on it. I thought it was a fun game. I had a blast with it. I'm like, this is a fun platformer. I would play with the sound I mean, off and just like, have like. Did you like Super Lucky as a as a character? He just yeah, didn't really funny. come to life. Like when I played Astrobot on the the launch game on PS5, like. I was like, I really like this character. He's so cool, and he's so malleable with how he can change. So I would say, if you're going to make a platformer, don't go back to the bird and the bear. Come up with something cool. Like, hey, how about an AI construct robot called X-Bot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's cold tonight. <laughs> uh, anyways, here's the thing. Then on, okay, so the Xbox side, they, they had Super Lucky's Tale. I loved it. I even played when they when they did I, that. I um, loved it for some, there were some moments where I thought this, it was really, really great. And then, uh, but then some moments not. So I just didn't. Yeah, like, I, it. like I said, I got I got the thousand out of a thousand on it, and then and then they had that. Uh, what did they have? Like that revamped version of it or whatever. I got a thousand of a thousand on it again. Super they released duper it like, Lucky's Tale or something. Yeah, like it was like you a year did? later, two years later. Yes, because oh I loved gosh. it. It was just a lot of fun. It was one of those things where like I'm playing a platform. I don't want to sit there and solve puzzles. I just want to run around, bounce on mushrooms or whatever the hell it was that was in the game, and just do fun stuff and listen to podcasts in the background and catch up on my podcast. And I'm like, this is great. <clears throat> now, on the PlayStation side of things, I just got the platinum. What was it, like a month ago? I got the platinum on uh, Sackboy. What a magnificent yeah. platformer. That game was incredible. I put like 60, 70 hours into that game, if not more, um, into that game. It was a magnificent platformer. Once again, didn't gain any traction on the PlayStation side. They ended up putting it into uh, PS Plus pretty damn quick. So it I didn't gain traction on their, PlayStation. I still think it's one of their greats on the PS5. It, it is. It, it is, is one of their greats. Did you do the levels where it like has the has like Madonna, Material Girl playing? It's got the yes. Bruno Mars song as a level. It yes. has like 12 levels that have licensed music. And it's everything amazing. you do goes to the beat, kind of like the yeah. the like uh, a high fi rush. Oh, Rayman Legends and high fi rush has like, like this music rhythm base levels. Uh, AK Havoc with the two dollars says, "Go play, go play, and get paid." Microsoft Awards, Colt. Um, yeah, I used to do Microsoft Awards every day, and you could you could earn enough to buy like three full price games for free with Microsoft Awards if you're on it five minutes a day every day. That's not a commercial, but I've got a video about it that shows. Literally exactly five minutes of your time clicking through, doing the things on your phone and the computer, and then you've earned uh, whatever it was, 150 bucks in a year. Wow. Anyway, Red Wolf with the $5 Super Chat says, let's get a Super Chat goal for Mag to grow out his beard. Put up I've a been growing it. What the hell do you want from me? I think, what do you want <laughs> wait, me to be, wait, Santa wait. Claus? He says he'd look like a Canadian Kratos, Canados, the god wow. of Canada. 
That's actually not bad. And I actually probably would how about look like here? Crater. How about here, Matt? You shave right here? Yeah, I do shave there because it drives okay, me nuts. Get, I can't hold on, it. I gotta get I gotta get to the live, live, live feed. Okay. He's got plenty boy. of follicles. Now now say boy. Yeah, boy. I, I could do it. I mean, I, I just need uh, I need a deeper mic, but I mean uh, boy. But anyways, um by say, the way, flipping minds, I Xbox saw what you wrote. No games. <laughs> <laughs> flipping minds, I saw what you said in the chat there. Uh making jokes about Sackboy. Anyways. What I was getting at is that neither one of those games, which are great games in my opinion, uh, neither one of them gained enough traction. So obviously there, there's not enough. Uh, the only time that I think that platformers are really taking off is still on the Nintendo side of things. And on the Nintendo side of things, you generally have a younger crowd, right? And so therefore they see, like my kids are still playing, um, what the hell is it called? Uh, uh, the, the, a couple of the ones that were on the, the Switch, the, um, uh, the Mario ones, uh, Mario and uh, Bowser and oh, Bowser's Revenge and oh, okay. all these other ones. They're great games. But they're and they, they're just playing them over and over. But they gain traction on Nintendo, but they don't seem to gain traction on the PlayStation and Xbox side of things, right? So hey, but you know at the end of the day, if they get ABK, okay, here's the thing: if they get ABK and they become an even bigger publisher of games, right? They already got they've already got Xbox Game Studios. Now they've got Bethesda, and then let's say they get ABK, which they, they which they should um, by probably you know the next few weeks or whatever. But anyways, you get that. All that money coming in, all that publisher money coming in, just like what Sony was talking about with uh, with Call of Duty, saying, "Listen, we get the thirty percent from Call of Duty because we sell a, a, a you know a metric ton of uh, copies on the PlayStation side of things." They take that thirty percent, and what do they do? They use it to fund their first party, right? Yeah. What What if they take a point five percent of profits from one specific game and say, "Okay, you know what? We're going to take this point five percent of profits. We're going to you know we're going to siphon it off into a separate account over here, and that'll be for Banjo Kazooie, so that you're not actually putting anybody out of money." You know, you what? give them 50 mil, you give them 75 mil, put it together a, 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 an amazing platformer, right? It doesn't need to be a $200 million uh, Horizon Forbidden West, okay? It True, needs to be like 50 and, to 75 mil. And it's not reliant on sales alone since it would be That's coming what I'm to saying. Game, It'll Pass, be going PC, Game Pass, PC, console. So yes. to that credit against our argument, yes, uh, it could work. It's just strange to hear Rare say what I think the rest of the world doesn't realize they're saying as well. And I'll close this part of the discussion talking about banjo to just say if you love banjo so much like why aren't you loving the heck out of ukulele i think people liked it at the time and i think if it came back my only argument that beats me is the smash brothers announcement on nintendo switch was so huge it showed how many banjo fans were out there but meg and i would both sit here and tell you and i think we kind of did that if, if it had the pizzazz let's use that word that astrobot or Sackboy or or mario has and we saw it like revealed like that, of course, by the end of it being made, we'd be like, all right, all right, you can have your banjo, but I'm in the camp of get these big games out and landing first before you start talking about. Yeah, exactly. You know what? I forgot about Astro's Playroom, but I mean, Astro's Playroom did well, but it well because it was. Right, but it was bundled with the PS5 when you bought it. But By it the was... way, shout out to Noof Nukem. Go check out his show after this show, guys. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Astro's Playroom, or Astro's awesome. Playroom was fun. It was yeah. fun, and I enjoyed it, and uh, I loved it. I mean, that was my first Platinum on the PS5, obviously, because it came with the system. But And, and <laughs> it didn't take very long. Stuff. I, I know yeah, I don't, it was so I don't talk fun. about PlayStation very much, but I think one of their... No, no, no. It's funny that their most uh, impressive games to me have been the cartoony ones, uh, because I'm kind of getting sick of uh, some of the other stuff. But... They do make uh, great games regardless. Oh, so let me, you put let me up move a, on. Uh, I asked the chat, Mag. I yes. said, we have two 
remasters. I should have known where this was pulled. I was like, why not ask the audience? What would you rather talk about? Red Dead Redemption 1 remaster or Assassin's Creed Black Flag? And 70% are saying they'd rather talk about the remaster of Red Dead 1. So in Korea, it was rated and rumored that at the end of this year, Red Dead Redemption from 2010 would get a remaster, meaning a reason to put it on PC and give you an Xbox Series and PS5 version for people who, because Mag, if you're on PlayStation, you haven't been able to play Red Dead since you had your PS3 because it's not back and pat. And if you play it on PS now, it's 720p 30 or sub, depending on your connection. Is this a big deal? It's it, honestly, I, I know everybody wants to talk about Red Dead, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into Black Flag, um, but I will tell you this: I'll take both at full price. I don't care. <laughs> which which one are you most it, excited about? Which one? I, I gotta say equal. I gotta say equal because really? I adore I adored both of those games. Okay, I okay. absolutely adore. I got 100% completion on Black Flag. By the way, I uh, I, I hold my own personal record anyway um, of 100%ing every single Assassin's Creed game that ever has ever come out. What? Every single okay. one, even I, the gonna... one on PSP that was remade onto onto console. That was uh, Assassin's Creed, the one about the liberation. Um, Liberation, the one about the, with the slate, with the slate girl say, and stuff. Can I say I agree with you 100%? I, I feel like yep. I love Red Dead Redemption the most, even more than I love AC Black Flag. And Black Flag is probably one of my favorite Assassin's Creeds. But I've played Red Dead Redemption 1 almost three times. It's been a while. So well, I'm like, it's, it's like right there. Know. Yeah, I want them both and I'll pay full price for both. I don't care. And Dex I will says, 100% both games. Dex says, is Black Flag the one in France? No, it's the one in no, the, the, the Caribbean and the, the yes. and, uh, Cuba, right? Yeah, I think it starts Go. in Cuba. Yeah. But you're down in the Bermuda Triangle, I guess. You're down there in the, the Caribbean. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's... The other one he's talking about is Unity. That's the one that was in France, uh, in Paris, Oh, yes, yes. Unity was the one in France. Um, so Black Flag is the one where you play as the Chris Hemsworth-looking no. character. Yes. He becomes a privateer. And yep. he basically becomes a pirate in the yeah. 1600s or something. And he, it's got great charm. It was He was a very charismatic main character. The sights and the vistas are beautiful. The ship combat was like brand new. And it was just, it was just so well done. So, but, but Red Dead, I'll take both. The only thing I'm going to ask, I'll ask one favor. And of course, Rockstar doesn't care what I think. Uh, but I can we make it a little less clunky? Than Red Dead Redemption that, 2. Like getting on the horse was a bloody chore. You know, you had to grab the stirrup. Now, get your leg. Red Dead press 1 the actually. Flip it over. Red Dead 1 probably has better control and combat mechanics because it had the classic push right bumper to get into cover. And then you could aim out of cover and back down like, like you saw all the time in the 2010s or 2006 to 2012s, right? 2012 era. So it's easier to kill everybody in red dead one because those mechanics were like tailor made for just regular combat at a lot pretty heavy auto aim. And then when you get into red dead two, it's slow sluggish and that's more... I mean, it's sluggish, man. Yeah. It's a gorgeous game. It's a gorgeous game. It's an amazing game. But you know, the thing is, I think that what rockstar did, I think that their mistake with that game specifically is that they put too much detail into it in the point of they wanted it to be realistic. And I'm like, I don't need 
to press a button to grab the stirrup. I don't need to press another button to flip my leg over onto the you know the thing. You don't do and that, then press but, a, but you do literally it pull feels drawers like open. And it feels reach, like that though. It has some of that Naughty Dog Last of Us, um, all of that interaction with the world where you pull a drawer open, hold a button to loot, and it becomes very slow and methodical. Your character yes. is pretty slow, but John Marston I, I, in Red Dead One, it's yeah. like bam. Bam, bam. So yeah, um, but I mean, can we find a happy medium? Like, I mean, well, then, Grand Theft Auto Five. Do you think you they're going the to? Car. Yeah. You think they're going to bring in some of the newer version of the Rage Engine graphics, but keep all of the control mechanics intact? Or do you think well, they'll they... kind of because it's it's a cover based shooter? You can't. Well, you can get into cover in Red Dead Two, but. I don't know, audience, do you care about this stuff? Have you thought about what are they going to do with Red Dead 1 Remaster? Are they going to, are they basically just going to port it into the Red Dead 2 engine? And because they've already rebuilt, I forgot to say this, all of the map from Red Dead 1 2010 has already been fully rebuilt since 2018 in the Red Dead 2 game. It's available to you online. You can go over to Armadillo, you can go all the way out to Mexico, up and down and around Nuevo. Sounds weird to say that, but yeah, it's all there. Yeah, so it's there. So I don't think that they mess around with the mechanics too much because that would take a, that would take an even bigger undertaking. Because then you'd have to reprogram all the different. And what did they Im- do with Grand Theft Auto Trilogy, right? Mag? Yeah, well, file save so, as. So I'm yeah, expecting so, a file save as and an up res. The game will run at 60 on uh, on Red Dead Redemption. So if you're an Xbox fan, you're basically going to get the same game, but at 60 frames that you have access to right now. Let's move on because. Uh, I, we love the game, uh, but that's it. Let's see. We got, um, I talked to an Activision Blizzard employee about this FTC thing. And I said, you know, what's the, what's the big deal? Why is everyone worried? Like all of Activision Blizzard games, they're only going to make a Diablo game in 10 years and Call of Duty is going to remain on PlayStation. So what, why are they worried about blocking this? And this ex Activision employee told me that before he left, they had four games in the works that are yet to be announced that are not Call of Duty. One of those we know that she didn't mention is the survival MMO from Blizzard that's named Project Odyssey right now. And then talking to people like Rand, I find out that Infinity Ward is working on a brand new IP that is not Call of Duty. They want to make their big AAA game. So um, what else is in the works from Activision, Mag? Well, I mean, there's... (sighs) You know, I think that... um... Tony Hawk, for example, I think Tony Hawk did incredibly well. Um, the, the you know the the, the remaster of uh, one and two, not a remaster, it was a remake. Excuse me, it was a full remake. Uh, yeah, one and two did very beautiful. They're great games, and they did very well. Uh, I can't see why they wouldn't revisit that and say, "Hey, can we continue doing this?" You know what I mean? I mean, do, you go down the Resident Evil road of releasing a new game in a series of Resident Evil, but at the same time, on the off years, release a remaster of the original, and so you're sort of like rebuilding the legacy of the, of the um, you know what I mean, of the of, of the the franchise. And then you can put it all in game, you know, each one, they go in Game Pass, and what are you doing? You're putting more product into Game Pass, you're building up Game Pass even further, right? Because, I mean, let, let's face it, you know, the, let, let's ignore all the, like, the, uh, is ABK coming? It's almost, I would be 100% shocked if they didn't get passed, right? So, Anyways, the thing is, I don't even think there's a shadow of a doubt in my mind. But anyway, the point is, you get all those things in there. I think that they should do something like that. The Tony Hawk situation, great. Um, when you look at the bigger games like Diablo and stuff, people are like, oh, I wonder if Diablo 5 is going to be in Game Pass. I'm like, guys, 
Diablo 5 ain't even coming out this decade. So just pump the <laughs> right. brakes for pump the brakes for 10 years and then we'll 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 go back and talk about Diablo 5. So you know what I mean? So like, you know, and then Call of Duty is going to be its annual thing, whatever. They're going to do what they do. But the thing is, they have such a plethora in their backlog, that, or not backlog, excuse me, in their catalog yeah, of IP, games that they've IPs, yeah. IPs that they haven't visited in a long time. Let's also not forget that they also own, out of basically out of just purchasing, Sierra from like the PC days, right? They've got Sierra Online. They've got the Sierra games. They got the King's Quest games. What makes you think that like Phil Spencer is no different than you or I, or maybe maybe me specifically, growing up in the '80s and '90s playing King's Quest on PC, which is what I did, right? right. And yeah. I adored those games. What makes you think that he says, "All right, you know what? Uh, we're taking seventy percent of of uh, game profits from uh, you know Call of Duty and whatever else coming in from these studios and coming in? We'll put you know forty percent, fifty percent here, ten percent here, five percent here, point five for Banjo Kazooie, and then." They say, why don't we revisit King's Quest? Why? I mean, they did like a remake. Uh, didn't they do a remake a couple years ago with Christopher Lloyd played an old King Graham and he was back telling a tale? Ooh, I'd like, did you play I'd it? like to see that. I don't remember that. Oh, my God. It's on Xbox right now. Actually, if you go, anybody, if anybody wants to, you know, they have that free game section. Yeah. Oh go my to the gosh, free game. Really? Okay, go to the free game section, and they have chapter one because what they did is they re they, they remade it, uh, and chapter one of King's Quest, the game, was av is available on Xbox for free right now. And then if you want the other ones, the other five chapters, you have to purchase them, and they released them once every six months or whatever for like two years. Hmm. Um, anyways, they redid it. So like, why why can't Phil go back and say, hey, you know what? Let's revisit King's Quest. Let's revisit Police Quest or Space Quest or any games like that. Why not? You have this, like, can you imagine, like, what, what is Wall's going to look like of all the available IPs that they can look at once this deal I mean, you have to wonder, cool. like, will these Let's games make this. it the modern era, but Baldur's Gate 3 is in the works, and that's an old classic being revisited again. Uh, well, where, Blaze Reed Jenkins in the chat says, Prototype is the answer to Spider-Man. And Prototype didn't typically do anywhere near as well as the Spider-Man games as far as how it was received or how it was rated, but... If, uh, let's see, I'm trying to remember what the name of the studio is that made Prototype 1 and 2. Now, crud, help me out, Chad. I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't it's remember an, it's either. It's an Activision studio, but I can't remember who they were. But I remember at the time, in 2009, I think it was, Prototype was awesome. Like, it was. It was I remember I Infamous was, was launching on PlayStation. Here's how far yes. out of the console war I was in 2009. I was like, ooh, Infamous looks really cool, and Prototype, they're both being marketed the same season. I thought, oh, that looks really cool. I'm like, wait, can I get Prototype? I'm like, oh, no, it's only on, it's on, Play, it's only on PlayStation. Like, I had to come to the realization back then. But Prototype was great. Um, I love that game. People I don't love realize, Prototype. Like, I think 2 was even more fun than 1, but um, I don't know. When I went back and played it last year, I played it on Back and Pat, and just the characters were so overly uh, exaggerated you know well yeah uh, yeah the, the stereotypes that they use back sure. then like because you can't get the visuals up to snuff in 2010 you know you really over exaggerate the characters um that would be really really cool that would be um don't everyone keeps saying this legacy of kane remake which i don't know enough about legacy of kane but i know I love it is that. well loved i loved uh, legacy of kane uh mr j brought up something that says uh, you know he said uh, phil uh, make a DC game. Am, 
aren't they already making a DC game? Isn't there a Wonder Woman game in the works somewhere? Yeah, Monolith is, and we're going to talk about that later when we talk about Warner Brothers. Oh, sorry, Brothers that's WB. Stuff. Sorry, that's my bad. Yeah. My bad. I, I screwed that all up. Yeah, well, I got that mixed up I in mean, my Warner head. Warner Brothers yeah. has DC stuff, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never yeah. mind. Ignore what I just said. Scratch that from the record, <laughs> Your Honor. Uh, anyways, Speaking of yeah. scratching from the record, um, yeah. there was a a partially redacted email conversation between Chris uh, from Deering and uh, Chris Deering and Jim Ryan. Uh, they were talking about their this. They sound so threatened in the wordings where they say things like "we're gonna be okay," "it's gonna be fine," but uh, they said the Xbox would be better suited uh, in regards to them trying to pick up ABK. I'm sure you guys have heard this quote, but he said Xbox would be better suited to build an e- electric vehicle uh, car instead of trying to build and buy ABK. Um, this comes in this whole situation where PlayStation has done everything they can to make this deal as horrible for Xbox as possible. And th- there's a whole speech I gave that I shared on on my social media today about how ABK's games are going to be everywhere and for everyone. And the only thing that... I'm going to ask you, let me look at you in the camera, everyone. If you don't like this consolidation deal with ABK, if you don't like Xbox buying up studios and buying Activision Blizzard and King, you have to ask yourself... What is it you don't like about ABK? It's because there's only one thing that is the end result for Xbox buying this publisher, and it's for them to make a bunch of money. Because like I've tried to explain, almost all those games will be multi-platform, Mag. They're, they're going to stay on PlayStation. Yep. <clears throat> like you said, Diablo's in 10 years. Diablo 5 is like in 10 years from now. And it will likely be a multi-plat. So... Nothing is really being taken away from PlayStation. So as a PlayStation diehard, what are you worried about other than Xbox well, having a lot more money? It's the marketing. Uh, I think it's the marketing and the mindshare. That's what it is. Uh, and and we're talking. Ah. I'm not talking about the. I'm not talking about the fans. I'm talking specifically about the company, like Sony themselves. They don't want to lose that marketing rights because what happens is when you lose that marketing rights, you lose the mind share. What happens when you lose the mind share is that you lose the correlation between Call of Duty and PlayStation, right? And that being the case, that will probably bring down some of their sales. I don't expect a ton of sales to drop. I expect some sales to drop. But, you know, Phil Spencer himself said it. He goes, I don't expect, you know, when Starfield drops and let's say it's like a, you know, it's a mega hit, this and that. People aren't going to go home and trade their PS5s for an Xbox just because nope. of one game. It's not going to happen. And the fact that Call of Duty is still going to be available on PlayStation, don't underestimate, you know, don't underestimate people's complacency, right? I don't, Where there's, you know what I mean? I don't think like, people sell their consoles to get another one for the most part. Like, anyway, I, I just don't think that you say, you know what? I'm moving on. I'm getting rid of this one. Like, you already paid for it. It's already, it's not worth much. It's not worth enough. I think they may just let it collect dust. Go ahead. No, I'm the sorry. thing is, I, no, no, it's all good. I, what I think is going to happen is new gamers is what they're looking for. They're not worried about the the people that are entrenched. already in ecosystems. Yeah, they're already entrenched either on one side or the other, blue or green. Uh, we're specifically talking about Xbox and PlayStation, not Nintendo, in this in this particular conversation. Now, the re- the thing is, it's the complaint. Like I said, never underestimate people's complacency. Now, what I what I mean by that, of course, is that if you've got a PlayStation and yes, you see it for fifteen bucks over here, well, uh, sixteen bucks now or whatever. Uh, but anyway, you see it for there, you're like, oh, it's cheaper over there. But my PlayStation is literally sitting in front of me. They're just gonna click and buy it. 
You know what I mean? They're not going to get up, go to, you know what I mean? go to the store, go buy an Xbox, go, you know what I mean, subscribe to Game Pass. That's not what they're after anyway. They're yeah. not after the PlayStation fans. What they're after are my kids, your kids, <laughs> the kids who are not entrenched into an ecosystem yet, or they're about, let's say, you know, they're mowing lawns for the summer because they're 14 years old and they want to buy their first console. That's who they're going after because then it's more attractive on the Xbox side where the kid goes to the store and he goes, all right, I got 300, I got whatever, 300 bucks. I could buy both consoles for 300 bucks, but I could pay 15 bucks a month and have all these games and not have to buy hundred dollar games every single time I need, I want a game. Yeah. They might go to, you know what I'm saying? Then, 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 or then they could buy a series S on sale on black Friday or something and then get game pass bundled in for a couple of months or whatever. And then from there you could pay 15 bucks a month. It's a lot easier. It's a lot easier of a pill to swallow for people who are having trouble with money or people who just don't have, uh, don't have that kind of income can do that kind of thing. That's what they're after. And that's what Sony's afraid of. They're not afraid of today. They're not afraid of tomorrow. What they're afraid of is five years from now. What they're afraid of is 10 years from now. They're not thinking about tomorrow. You know, they're thinking yeah, about I mean, 20, the, the they're thinking 30, about 2032, Colt, 2033. 30 40-some year old gamers who we, we talk about being entrenched. Like, if you're an Xbox fan, you're most likely most of your games are bought within the Xbox ecosystem. They've been coming through and forward for you for a long time and that's really really cool and if you're a playstation fan you're entrenched in the games you bought digitally like x like phil said we missed out on the best generation when everyone was like building a digital library and it's much harder to just jump over and move i hate it when people say just go buy a pc you don't even need an xbox like that doesn't work for people that own games on a console whether it be playstation like, or I'm xbox not, i'm not i'm not going to out to buy a 4090 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going out tomorrow I could buy one. It's not a money issue. But you think I'm going to get up and uproot everything that I already have in place and the way that I prefer to game? I don't like I don't like gaming at a desk. Uh, you know what I mean? Or whatever. I know you could game anywhere on a PC. But the point is, is that I'm not going to uproot everything that I've done or everything that I have or the way that I prefer to play. We don't live in a world where all your games go. Th if you spend $1,000 on a PC, and you will, you will. You spend $1,000 plus. You, we don't live in a world yet where your library just comes with you. You have to start from scratch. Uh, well, if you move some the PC. Titles. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, can say, I mean, hey, going forward, every new game, but if I want to play my old games, I'll, I'll turn my console back on. I mean, people just want to be in one place, and I think that's what Xbox is doing. Let me right. go to uh, Red Wolf with the $2. Super says, thoughts on Cyberpunk, Phantom Liberty, huge overhaul. Yeah. Um, I'm in. My thoughts are it's releasing at the wrong time. I'm going to be floating around in space, uh, scraping frozen uh, doo-doo that came off the side of my ship. I'm going to be really busy on Starfield. Um, I'm going to play it whenever I get to it. Like Again, same with Starfield. I'm, I, I'll, I'll, when I'm done my backlog, and I've got everything done, and it's all removed, and I just move it out of the hard drive, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, i got empty hard drives here. Yeah, then I'm yeah. going to start getting new games. Then I'll get into Starfield. Then I'll get into uh, a Cyberpunk. Then eventually, well, you know what? I'm not even, at that point. I'm not even going to get Diablo Four. But by the, by the time I get to Diablo Four, it'll come to Game Pass. So there's no point. So I'll wait for that. I'll wait for a you know for a sale for Street Fighter Six. You know what I mean? Like things yeah. like that. So I'll wait. So but Cyberpunk, I'm looking forward to it when I get to it. Another one that showed up in my backlog, by the way, which I thought was a criminally underrated game. I thought it was a fantastic game. Was uh, Callisto Protocol. It was oh, yeah, a magnificent game. game. Um, I, I, com I got the 100% completion on that one. Uh, adored it. And then all of a sudden the DLC came out. I'm like, oh, 
and there's like a whole new story DLC and all these other things. I'm like, oh my god, there's so much more to do. I want to go back. So that that also showed up in the you know in the backlog. So when that come when that all comes around, Cyberpunk and Starfield will be there as well. I'll be, I'll be playing both. I of them also learned you don't have to love every game. I forgot that back in the day you used to switch cartridges in and out and say, oh, I'm not liking that one. And sometimes your friend well, loves the game you, and sometimes you, you don't. don't feel it. You don't feel yeah. it sometimes. Right. But the thing is like, I adored Callisto and I really, I really liked cyberpunk. Uh, cyberpunk. I thought was a great game. I had no issues except for one. And I've said it a million oh, times on I, a million shows. Yes. Can, can I shoot this in here? You know that, that CD project red got a lot of heat for saying, you know, the game wasn't really that broken. It just became popular hate on the game. And you and I both played it at launch. And I feel like, it had its open world jank, like you see in a lot of big games like that. But I kind of side with CD Projekt Red a little bit. Like this episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. If you were playing on a Series X or a PC or a PS5, I think you're pretty much good. Like the game was mostly there, but um, I think I had people a hooker did hate on it car. a little more than they. And a lot of people skipped playing it, thinking I'll just wait till it's done. And I feel like it's not much better than it was at launch. Just. They just kind of rounded off the rough edges um, sure, because I played sure. it at launch and I loved the game. I couldn't stop playing it, but I'm well yeah. aware that it had its jank. Just like I'll be well aware of, of Starfield. If, you know, if I see an NPC like to the knees, uh, down to the knees and, and concrete, I'll be like, well, that's open world for you. And then it's gone in a moment. But uh, I don't know. Is that damn? Yeah, I had no mag? issues. Like, like I said, no. And you know what? Like, like I said, the only issue I had with Cyberpunk that I noticed that was like massively noticeable is I was parked in a car and I was sitting there and a hooker walked through my car and I mean through the car and out the other <laughs> side and I was like, wow, that was magnificent. And that when was you're immersed, it. that stuff really freaks you out. You're like, right? And shout out yeah, to uh, shout out to where was it? Uh, Emperor Hound three nine three says playing Cyberpunk right now, listening to you guys. Uh, Emperor, let us know when a hooker walks through your car, and we'll give you through a shout the car. Out. <laughs> Pay your <laughs> like extra all for the that. Way through. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a parlor trick right there. Yeah, Udonic Kizada, who is uh, you know my channel mod, and he's been a member for forty one months. He says Disney has lost money lately on those huge two hundred million dollar big budget live action and animated films. Sidebar: I'm not a fan of their remakes uh, that have been shot with CGI and stuff like. I thought the animated ones were amazing. He says, is the video game industry next? Sony especially. We, we just learned from Yodani's chat uh, that reminds us that Horizon Forbidden West and The Last of Us Part Two cost uh, a little over $200 million each to make. But no if we surprise. run the rough numbers, they may double their money back. But I think they would typically expect to make much more than that. Mag, you really follow yes. the movie industry. And we've been yes. hearing about... The opening weekend of this Disney movie was $5 million, and it's, apparently that's really, really low. What is the usual yes. return rate on a movie um, uh, spent versus – do you have any idea of you yes. following no, that? I know yeah, I know 100% what it is. It's two and a half times what the budget is. 
Okay. So the reason why the the reason that to show profit. Now the reason why that does that, like for example, you could take Indy Five. Uh, Indy Five costs three hundred million to make. The okay. only reason why it costs three hundred million to make is because they have to spend another hundred million doing reshoots, uh, and then on top of that, reshoots plus Harrison Ford got injured, and then they had to they had to basically start over again, like at a whole section of film. Anyways, that being the case. It was about three hundred million. Now you tack on about one hundred fifty million of advertising and, of course, promotion. Uh, so now you're talking about four hundred fifty million. Now you double that. You're looking at if to break even at that point is nine hundred million dollars, right? It'll never make that. The fact that it made sixty million dollars on the uh, the opening weekend and domestic, and then it'll probably scrape up another wow. one hundred fifty million in uh, international. But the thing is, uh, Indy Indy does carry an international title. The last one made seven hundred. Uh, 750 million plus and that was 15 years ago so adjusted for inflation that made over a billion dollars right now the point is i'm bringing this all up is that that's going to lose money now when you get a game like let's say last of us 2 if anybody could i can't do you know the sales offhand i can't remember the sales offhand but it would uh, still it have to make around million, this but i'll look it up while you're talking nine million copies that seems awfully low uh, i'll look it last up it wasn't it wasn't super high let me find it okay all right, Go see ahead. if you can find it, and then uh, and then average million, it out at about ten million okay. sold. So we have nice round so you, number for for Magnus Magnus Prime to give okay, us. Okay, so we could talk now. Now the thing is, with even with exchange, they still rip off other countries in exchange. But for argument's sake, like for example, sixty sixty dollars US, you convert that to sixty, uh, you know, sixty dollars US, you, you convert that to Canadian, it still doesn't equal up what they charge us. They tack another ten bucks on top of that. But for argument's sake. Let's just say $600 million. They've made their money back. However, what they wanted to do is they wanted to cross the billion-dollar mark because what happens from there is Naughty Dog gets their money back, plus they get their 100% profit back, right, that they can put towards. And then Sony, the company, takes their end of the profit – and they could take another hundred million and put it back into the coffers and be able to redistribute it evenly, right? Uh, or evenly, or however yeah. they see fit for future projects. And sometimes, and it's very rare, but sometimes what they do is that if there's a, a, a separate division that's suffering, for example, let's say Sony Animated, which they're not, because the number one movie right now is still uh, Miles Morales, right? And yeah. so that being the case, they're making money hand over fist with that movie. So the thing is, what the, let's just say for argument's sake they were suffering. They could take 50 mil or 100 mil from Last of Us 2, do some number fudging, shove it over and bring it over into Sony Animation and use it to bulk up that number to say, okay, well, now they're profitable. Uh, you know, uh, Sony uh, Entertainment, uh, sorry, uh, Interactive Entertainment is profitable. And, now so- and then, of course, Sony um, inter- uh, Animation is profitable. And what they do by that is that, that then they go to the investors and the, sh- and the, and the, and the, 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 the stockholders and say, you see, guys? We're profitable here, we're profitable here, we're Ah, profitable here. Everything's in the black, nothing's in the red. And so they're able to do that. So they could look at something like, for example, if I was a Sony brass, um, and by the way, the reason why I know this is because this is a lot of people that I know, this is what they do for a living down in in, 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 in Hollywood land. And and while uh, while Mag's explaining this, of course, you and I should be kind of like allegorying this stuff toward video games because it's very very similar oh, i'm, I'm going to move i'm yeah, moving it right yeah. back into that so now of course if i were sony brass right now i would actually look at last of us 2 as a somewhat of a failure and a failure not as a failure because it did poorly it did very well but i would look Rated at it as a really failure well of, awards all the all those I, important things right but 600 million dollars for me on a 200 million dollar investment i'd say that's not enough because i wasn't able to take 100 million of that and i wasn't able to put it towards morbius which lost us 100 million dollars 
right? In the in the uh, in the Sony Pictures category for the movies, right? So that's what they do, and that's what they look. That's what that's what they look at, right? Not everybody operates like that. I'm not saying Microsoft operates like that. I'm just saying Sony does because they have that Hollywood connection. But the point is, this is what they do. So they take, they have to take at least three times, the, uh, twice, two and a half times the profit, and then on top of it, they take the extra for the studio, and then on top of that, they're able to move the money around, very similar to a bank. Okay, so they operate the same as 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 a bank. So that's how it works. So uh, I don't know how much Horizon Forbidden West made, uh, but the same idea. So it was like two ten like, for one of them and. So it was and profitable. 220 for the other. They were they're both very close in numbers, but I know that The Last of Us 2 costs more. Well, costs a, it's kind of amazing that it costs as much as Horizon when 12 studios were contracted to work on that game next to Naughty Dog. So um I mean if you looked at Xbox games, they don't sell high numbers either, but they are they're also folded into a totally different ecosystem where we know Game Pass makes a ton of money. Like three billion per year, which is a lot of money. A bubble wrap. If you actually paid attention, we were actually not talking about sales. Anyhow, we're talking about how the industry works. Maybe you should get a pe- maybe you should get a pencil and a pad and start writing stuff down because you're getting schooled right now. I'm showing you. I'm showing you how the industry works. Clown. Yeah, I mean people. Anyways, because it's so funny because you know the the fans will the fanboys will grab a sales number and just say. 10,000 or 10 million or 15, you know, whatever. They'll just yell that number. They don't understand what it costs. How it all works. They'll turn around and say, well, Halo Infinite costs 500 million to make. It's like, no, Halo Infinite has a $500 million budget for the TVs, the games, the studio, the marketing and everything. It's not for just for Halo Infinite. It's for, it's a games of service game. Yeah. It's just, um, I don't like talking about sales. Wait, we're not talking about sales. Like we're not talking about sales. Like, Oh, it was Udonic Kizada. Dang it. More. No, I'm this just kidding. One sold more. This one sold more. We're not talking about that. We're talking about where the money gets distributed. That's how it Yes, because the question that he is asking is, with that games cost so much money, and they, they're such a huge budget, the return on investment has a high, high risk. Like, where are we going? Very high. Because you, you get this top-heavy thing where games cost so much money, and if they don't deliver, it could topple a studio. I mean, Force That's Spoken what I'm saying. Close down that studio. So that's what we're talking about. Uh, days gone. Uh, they didn't get a sequel because it wasn't profitable. And then the thing is, what a lot of people say, they're like, oh, but $10 million, that's profitable. Well, not particularly because it's not the stu- It's not just as simple as, you have to have, you know, Like I, you said, you have to make money, and you have to have yes. a bunch left over to push forward for the next that, thing. Correct. And then, After and you then, made all your money, because the, the nice, warm, comfy blanket of money was the whole reason the game was made in the first place. That, you don't make games so you can have money to make more games. And I'll reiterate the whole thing that Xbox isn't buying place or isn't buying Activision to help the gaming community and give to their customers. They're they're buying it to make a ton of money. And in the end, there will be a reciprocation of niceness right. as we'll get more games in the future. But they're there to make money. Dub with the uh, member chat. So shout out to Colt Mag. Black Flag was the on the latest engine would be so dope. Definitely one of my favorite in the series. They should also redo Assassin's Creed 2 as well, which is one of the top rated ones in the uh, uh, whole series. Uh, it's it's your auditory de frenzy. He's awesome. Sir X-Men with the $2 says, I want a newer remastered version of MDK. Good game. MDK. MDK. Why do I not know what MDK is? Mortal Donkey Kong. Mario Mortal Do- Donkey Kong. 
Mortal. Bubble, bubble wrap, help me out here. What is MDK? <laughs> bubble wrap, you went to school. What? He's <laughs> here. He's MDK? still the chat. He's putting laugh emojis in there. He's fine. Okay, he's good. Well, like the last brain cell went, and he's like, "Oh no, 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 no! He's fine. He's fine. He, that's no, part just, of that's part of the We're just kidding. Shit. Bubble wrap. We love you. Bubble wrap's yeah, yeah, yeah. a big Xbox fan. Randall I know. Thor, I just I attack probably... everybody. <laughs> you attack, especially and... Randall Thor, that scumbag. I, I saw he put a super chat and didn't even mention my name. Carry on, Colt. I'll make I'll make sure he does mention your name in in my own way. Randall Thor, I don't know if he's still here, but he says, Cole, how do these PlayStation dudes find out about our top secret deal with Xbox? Don't forget to invoice Aaron Greenberg after the podcast for our June payments. And then he writes dot dot dot. Mag looks so hot today. Wow. Yeah, that was a super. So there you go. I, I didn't see any of that. I just well, saw it, was, it end of June payments. Yeah, wow. It just I have an I have a button that expands to see and the rest you of it. Gave him- and you gave him a wrench? Are you out of your mind? Can you wait, get him out wait, of it? I see the wrench? wrench right there. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got funny. a wrench. Yeah, I got a wrench. You're right. Yeah, something in the chat. How funny would it be if you didn't have, if you weren't a mod on the channel? <laughs> uh, actually, I wasn't for like the first like three, three episodes. <laughs> yeah, I got a wrench. See, I got a wrench. We all got a wrench. Oh, wait, we got we got it going here. So, you get a wrench. We all get a wrench. We're all We all get here. a wrench. Yes. Um, uh, for those Murder, who don't know, kill. the wrench, obviously, the wrench is what the mod- moderators have, and they have the power and the ability to hide inappropriate chats or ban somebody if they're a, uh... oh, crap, yeah. And we haven't had without... those in a while. The old porn bots are like, hot girls nope. here, and Gaz will click that. the link every time. I always click on click. the link. Are you, are you kidding me? Gaz and I are the same. We, I, I would send ask him... Meg a question. I'm like, what do you think about that? And he's like, hold on, I was clicking that link that was in there, and I just went down a rabbit hole, and. Now hey, my man, credit card's look, maxed out. If uh, I got Russian girls saying that they need me, then I have to go to it. By the way, without even hesitation, you know, here comes Randall Thor with his rusty old wrench. I didn't mention Mag because he's sleeping. Okay, Rand, I saw that. What do you think? These old eyes, just because we have 1,200 people? 12 wonderful. 1,200 wonderful people in the chat. Let's hit that like button, please. Uh, listen, just because there's 1,200 be people here. In the... I really think we deserve 500 likes just for being what? here. What are we at? You know, follicle challenged. Old geriatric XNC podcast, Paige Shills, you know, Corpo's over here. You know, they put a chip in my arm. It's, you know, Microsoft, I went to their studios and they inserted this chip and they just hit a button at headquarters. I'm like, Xbox is amazing. Xbox (laughs) is, has games. (laughs) Well, you see this hat, this hat actually has like a dot matrix inside of it. So when I put it on my head, it literally controls my brain. Right. So when it, when I, when I take it off, I'm just a regular gamer, but when I put it on, I say everything that Phil types into, like he types it into his computer and it sends signals to my brain directly. Yeah. And then, like, so he controls yeah. everything I say, especially all those horrible things about Rand. I mean, you know, it's oh not my, my fault. That's how Phil feels behind the scenes. I don't know. I'm just Colin saying. Prime says the MDK was murder, death, kill. And I don't know what that is. You know what it is? Murder, death, kill. Of course. Murder, death, kill was from Demolition Man. Murder, death, kill. Murder, death, kill. Do, 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 do. Murder, death, kill. I want to watch yep. that again. That That is um, like a prophetic movie. Jack's 82 with the five says, thank you, Cole. I've been sick of hearing if you want to play at 60 FPS, buy a PC. Who's sick of hearing that? Nothing against PC players. I bought a console for a reason. We'll talk about that in another show, but I think there will be more 30 frames. It's not going to become the norm. I think developers are going to figure their way out of it. There's that's what they want. And they know that they have power to do it. Highlander. Oh, one. 
Thank you for the five. He says, I love my rogue ally. Play my Xbox on the go. Cannot beat Diablo 4. Oh, cannot beat Diablo 4 on the go. Uh, why? Because Diablo 4's... Oh, you only own the Xbox version, and you can't play it on Rogue Ally, I think. Highlander has another one with a $10 super chat and blazing golden rod, orange and yellowish... Golden! Golden rod. The judge will not grant the preliminary injunction for the FTC as she denied the preliminary injunction for the gamer's case for the same reasons. Well, I mean, the gamer's case, the community case was... You know, it's a bunch of ponies. And who's that was that? that was ludicrous. That was utterly ludicrous. I can't even believe it made it that far. It shouldn't have even be made it to the door. Anyways, I mean, some on. of it might have been the same arguments, Mag, but, you know, it's just like, I know the FTC has made a really good case and some of that stuff. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit. She says, Sony will be priced out by Amazon, Tencent, as they will spend big bucks getting developers. And Highlander, uh, maybe Xbox just buy PlayStation and just get it over with. Supernova with the $10 says... Thank you, Super. He says, what's up, Colt Mag? If a preliminary... Sometimes people write M-A-G, but I think it's M-A-G-G. And if you want to go fully on brand, all caps, M-A-G-G. And um, there you got it. That's that's Mag. He says, if a preliminary injunction granted by the judge is, is on all states, is it possible the acquisition closes, but in a state in which the case is located, cannot close? I think it's a nationwide thing. Let's get into this. Um, nationwide. Nationwide. Nationwide is on your side. So wow. Satya, Satya said, if it was up to me, I would love to get rid of the entire exclusives on consoles. But that's not for me to define, especially as a low share player in the console market. The dominant player there, PlayStation, has defined market competition using exclusives. So that's the world we live in, and I have no love for that world. Close quote. And the games media said, Satya wants to get rid of all Xbox exclusives. And I thought, ah, oh, darn it, Games Media. You were so close. Like, you, yeah. you did your homework. You used context. You used cross-reference. You used logic and reasoning. And you still came up with this. Satya yeah. is talking about holding a game on one device, like the PlayStation 5. Perfect example, Final Fantasy 16. Square should have put that game on PC day and date like they should have done with Final Fantasy VII Remake. But because of PlayStation, PlayStation says you have to buy a PlayStation 5 to play this game. Satya says, I have no love for that world. And I would explain to you, and Mag even, Xbox's exclusives, the majority of them, have always been on PC at one time or another or eventually get there. So... He does not want to lock a game down to one device being an Xbox console. So what do you think yeah, about that, Meg? Yeah, well, there's there's two trains of thought here. One is a, is like, you know, it, it's a philosophical thought of, you know, it'd be nice that you'd be able to access things everywhere or whatever. But let's also not forget he's the CEO of Microsoft. He's thinking dollars. And the other thing is, let's let's be frank here. He's probably thinking to himself, I don't like to see uh, exclusives because it doesn't make enough money. Because if you put it on PC, you double your profit, right? And like you are the CEO of a company that make that is a three trillion dollar uh, company, right? So therefore, you got to look at it from that angle. Some people are like, oh, you know, he's he's thinking about. Uh, no, he's not. He's he's thinking about you're you're closing the market off, right? Because what you're doing from that aspect, that's that's why this whole ABK thing is lunacy to be, for people to think that they were going to lock these things down. They're yep. not. 
Because Satya would never allow that to happen. Not with $70 billion, 68 point whatever, $68.5 billion at stake. Absolutely not. Because you want to maximize your profit on the Xbox ecosystem. You want to maximize your profit on the PC uh, ecosystem. Then you want to do the same thing on PlayStation and take your 70% uh, publisher's fee. You want to do the same thing through cloud on the Nintendo Switch for now until the new uh, console comes out in a year and a half. Right? So... When you know what I mean, when all, when they have better hardware that can be able to uh, you know actually be able to handle ABK games and of course other Xbox games, you never know they might they might have a uh, a modified version of Game Pass in there at some point, right? So the thing is, you're doing all this to maximize profit. So like you know, let's let's not get it confused. Like some people are getting a little confused, they're thinking that he was being, you know, uh, it's at the end of the day, these are these are businessmen, okay, and businesswomen, okay. Yeah, they're he here to make money. He also doesn't like that PlayStation will take a game they don't own that they didn't make and oh, make it exclusive yes. to the PS5 because there is a great possibility there that if, and I don't know how it goes for Square Enix when they publish on a PC platform, but there is a possibility that when a game is coming out, if PlayStation doesn't lock it down to the console, that right. Satya can make money off of that game of in his ecosystem. And it's all about making money, guys. They're not your friends. They're here to make <laughs> cash. Wait, a lot were, of they it. Were, they said they were my friend when they paid me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did Aaron Greenberg pay for your breakfast? Aaron, did you pay for his breakfast when you sat down and talked to Colt in L.A.? So I'm looking way. at you right now. I'm looking <laughs> at you now in the camera. Did you buy paid, a breakfast? I paid $60 for a yogurt, an orange juice, and a blueberry muffin, and my wife got oatmeal and a hot cocoa. Sixty dollars because we were at the Marriott, the Ritz Carlton Marriott, uh, at their breakfast yeah, yeah, yeah. nook, and that's ironic. My stuff. I mean, I could, I should have put the bill over there and go, "Hey, Aaron, you know, I've been talking about Xbox on on Twitter. You want to, you want to cover this? No, that's not going to work. All right, yeah. yeah. Were, were you These at the Beverly are... Hills one? Because that's where I, w- I was going to stay. No, uh, no, we were in downtown LA. Yeah. That's oh, okay, the, okay. We were there because that's where the Xbox executives stay, and it was yeah, 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 yeah. days before the only people who were there. I think it was Aaron and one other person because it was a. Uh, summer games fest and it wasn't time yet a few days away for everybody show. Wow. but anyway laugh laugh it off fuzzball laugh it off he didn't pay for our breakfast um the next thing i want to get into is um <laughs> this came out of the out of the uh, ftc thing i'm going to talk about why this won't pass and why it will but i gotta lay the groundwork phil said when they acquired bethesda when they were ready at the deal was going to go through he said in their meeting that all ZeniMax, meaning Bethesda and ZeniMax games, will be exclusive. And that was his intention. But he sat down in the round table in 2021 and said, we want game, we want ex- games to be exclusive where Game Pass exists. But he said, we won't take legacy games away. So we were all wondering, was like, a game like Fallout or Elder Scrolls, it's always been on PlayStation. Like, would they really make that exclusive? And Phil said, yes, they plan to make those exclusive. I told people on the show, Meg, that if ZeniMax online makes a, um, let's say if they made a star Wars MMO or something that it would be on PlayStation now with what Phil's saying, I don't think it is. I think the team really does understand that if you want to build game pass, you want to sell games in the ecosystem and not have them all sold on PlayStation. You have to have exclusives. So this still goes along with what Satya says, because Satya is like, we're fine with having exclusives because they're on Rogue Ally, Steam Deck, Steam, Epic Game Store, Xbox console, PC, xCloud. So he doesn't feel like those are truly exclusive because they're available to everybody except for PlayStation only fans. So (laughs) 
One more. I'm quote. a member of those OnlyFans. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, same. One other thing was James Stanard, who is a R&D lead at Xbox, replied to me and said, Satya wants platform holders to stop bribing studios to skip other platforms. Directly funding single platform titles isn't the concern. What do you think of that? Directly from somebody that works at Xbox. That was Say it again. Repeat it again. I want to hear it again. I want, Satya- I want to absorb it again. Satya wants platform holders to stop bribing studios to skip other platforms. Directly funding single platform titles isn't the concern. So when he says single, directly funding single platform titles, meaning if Xbox is paying to fund stuff that is Xbox exclusive, and when he says platform, he means all those devices. I have to continually repeating. He says that isn't right. the no, concern. No, no, no. I got him. that. His concern is basically PlayStation bribing studios to skip Xbox platform, which is also okay. PC. So. Right. Okay. Well, PC temporarily, generally speaking, unless it's first, I mean, outside of first party. I think what he's obviously referring to is third party, right? We're talking about third yes. party publishers yes. going in there. He's obviously not talking about PlayStation, uh, you know, the PlayStation game, their studios, their their own own, like Naughty Dog. He's not asking that. He's obviously, he's talking to the Square Enixes of the world. Right. Well, well, more specifically, Square Enix, because I mean, they've had what two, three exclusives to PlayStation in the last year and a half or two years. Right. Final Fantasy seven for spoken and uh, Final Fantasy 16 to be just, yeah. you know, three examples. And that was just one publisher. Um, he's not wrong, but you can also tell people what to do with their money in their business. So, you know, at the same time, like Square could right. be like, we could, I mean, you can say we you could do like whatever it. we want. What you could say, yeah, that he's saying he doesn't yeah. like it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, but they made it sound, they make it sound um, so forceful. Where is this? By the way, everybody asked me to take my, I hope not. But uh, people I told me to take my hat off. Oh, okay. Yeah. People, people told me to take my hat off. They want to see this bald head for whatever reason. And like with this bloody lights. How many days ago was June 29th? Uh, oh my goodness! It was four one, days? two, three, four days ago. Yeah, and four days. Yeah. I, I don't want to be petty, but Joe Blow in the chat says yet again a week late on the news. This Satya quote is four days ago, and Meg and I do the show every Monday once a week. And if I don't have a chance to make a video on Satya's five second quote, we will talk about it on the show on Monday. So sorry, Joe, if you just got here and you had to listen to something you heard four days ago. I know on the internet that a day old can feel like a year. But uh, it is important to cover in the discussion uh, that we're breaking down about about ABK. It's very important because everyone seems to think the ABK discussion is all about exclusives. And I would tell you right now, like I could give you a really three-second three speech saying exclusives have almost nothing to do with this deal because they've told you. They're not skipping anything at, really at this point. So let me move to the next item, which is... Yeah. Oh, crud. Crud, I really need to get to the FTC thing, but uh, I'm going to move this one down. Sorry. Uh, I, I kind of, I try to set the show up so we can talk about, um, yeah, well, I already covered this one, so we can talk about stuff in a good flow, but sometimes I just have to kind of call an audible. Last week, um, I told people that I was getting very fairly confident that the FTC was going to get their injunction from the judge. The judge was going to look at all this stuff and say, you know what? And here's what I said last week. I said this on Saturday. The judge is going to say, you know what? The FTC has made a pretty decent case, not the best, but there's enough of a shadow of a doubt where I think it would be better off if we just block Big Bad Microsoft 
and not deal with the repercussions that would go down the road or that are not seen yet in the future because it's a nascent market the way they're they're going. So you know what? I'm just going to decide. Let's just let's just block the ABK thing. We'll be safe. I love it without the hat, man. I love it. I love it. Hold on. Let me catch up. Are you still there? Dude, you put it back on. Uh, no, I put it back on. You should see the chat. They're, they're like, Mag, I'm blind. Fun speculation. Shout out to him. He's like, Mag, I'm blind. Everything. And now someone says, Mag, take your shirt off now. <laughs> I'm like, holy cow, guys. This isn't OnlyFans. Okay? If you want right. that, you got to pay extra. Jeez. Yeah, you got to drop a $100 super chat, and, I'll, and, and Mag will take off his shirt, and I'll give him the entire super uh, no chat. no don't do that either because like <laughs> wilmy hooder do it he'll come in and do it so don't do that sorry carry on Cole. oh my gosh um I, I almost lost my train of thought but yes um the exclusivity thing i can't even remember we got so railroaded here but it's okay uh, oh, okay so i said i feel i felt like the judge if the judges has just enough doubt like yeah the ftc made enough case in some of these areas you know just be the safe bet just block it and then stop the, this huge merger, and then we don't have to worry about the repercussions. But Florian Mueller, if you trust what he says, he knows more than I do. Some people don't trust him. It doesn't really matter. But he said, and uh, Randall Thor talked to me on the phone today about this, he also agrees, the judge is not going to block this based on a little bit of a doubt or reasonable doubt. The judge has to take all the information and make an informed decision. And if we look at the FTC, for the most part, and I'll be generous because some people say 90% they have not. But if let's say they're 70, 80% bad case and the other part was some good points, the judge is going to look at all that and weigh it and say, it doesn't hold water, cold. It doesn't yes. hold water when you've got 17 reasons why it shouldn't be blocked and you've got one and a half reasons why it should be blocked. She's not going to look at that and say, well, that makes sense. And then just I mean, the one like, and a half, how powerful and how well, uh, reactive yeah, is it yeah, in the market? Yeah. Right. But I don't. So I was really worried and I was preparing people because Meg ABK does nothing for you and I, or most of the chat and the people here watching 1200 people no. watching. Most of you can understand that you will not get anything special out of the ABK deal for quite a while. Um, like no. with, with uh, Infinity Ward's game or Blizzard's uh, survival game would be about when you get something unique, right? Yeah. So if the reason why I say that is if the deal gets blocked, we're not going to miss out on anything. Xbox just won't have all that big revenue. But it will be a horrible ordeal to go through as people mock and insult. And either way it goes, there's going to be the mocking and insulting. So I was kind of preparing for the eventuality because Xbox is under Murphy's law most of the time. If it's going to happen badly, it's going to happen to Xbox. But over the weekend and talking to more people who are more informed, I feel like it is really super positively confident toward Xbox getting past the preliminary injunction and being able to just work with the CMA and it's going to belong to Xbox. I think that's the end result. Meg, how are you feeling about it? It's to me, from what I've seen, I mean, and I've been following it obviously fairly closely. I mean, last week on uh, on uh, Primetime Gaming, we were on day, what, two or three already. We were going through all the details, all the quotes and all the everything else that went through there. And uh, I broke down my section. And of course, everybody else did their thing and uh, pretty well informed on it. I would say that there's probably, like, to me personally, is a 95% chance it's going through. A 5% wow. outside that, that, that it won't. You could tell by the way that the judge was speaking that she was almost borderline mocking the FTC. 
Right. With the yeah. way the way that she asked her questions, she's you know you know the thing is like it almost like seemed like she was saying, "So do you guys think I'm stupid?" That's basically what she was saying without saying it. And then the way like it's almost like her responses or her cross examination of the FTC's um um uh they, well their FTC's uh, uh ah, what's the word I'm looking for here? Accusations. Well, oh, okay. no, like accusations of sorts of what they you know uh-huh. of what they're trying to do. It's almost like she was. I'm sorry, I couldn't figure out the word for the life of me. It just like it flew out of the the, the dot matrix hat. Yeah, the Xbox just hat. That, yeah. No, no. Phil was Phil was sending signals through, and then they were crossing with my thoughts. And I'm like, Phil, you got to stop putting on the Xbox is awesome. Uh, so, <laughs> see, he did it again. He did it again. Damn it, Phil. Anyway, here's the thing. Uh, yeah, he keeps pressing the button. Hey, the Xbox he's got is a awesome doll, button. and he's like, Hee-hee. yeah, he's got a anyway, voodoo doll. On. When I'm in bed, I wake up. I'm like, Xbox games. Oh, 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 oh. And I'm like checking my body to see if there's holes in it. Uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. You sit up in bed. Xbox rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, he's sitting at home. Kalima. Yeah, anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Now, I don't know what the hell I was talking about. Oh, yeah, right. So the, ju- the judge. Pause. Yes. Yes. You've got to do that as a skit. Have your <laughs> what, what like have Phil be with a, with a, with a, with a voodoo a doll. doll? Yeah, and and have your wife record you like sitting up in bed. <laughs> oh my gosh! Right, okay, I'll have go I'll have Phil Spencer dressed up as Molaram from Temp- uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and he's got a voodoo doll of me with a little pin, and he keeps poking it. Uh, yeah, I could totally see that. Um, here's the thing. <sighs> Back to funny. the judge. The way that the judge was speaking to them, to the FCC lawyers, he's like. So so what are you what are you guys talking about? Like what's going on here? Like and like the way that she was talking to them was almost in a demeaning fashion. I'm not gonna go through it because everybody's heard the story a thousand times over. Yeah. I had two pages, I'm no joke, on primetime gaming, I had two pages of notes written down in quotes from the judge, from the lawyers, from this, from that, from all the different people on the stand, from Phil to Satya. Um I, I have all those quotes. I'm not gonna read them again because everybody's already heard it. Uh, you know. Uh, verbatim from you know every other podcast out there ad nauseum on top of it right so the thing is it's just that it's just i don't see it failing at all i mean you've got i would i would be so shocked that if this thing didn't go through i would be a law i'd be a loss for words and that's very rare for the mag to be lost for words so um like I said, I can say 95% chance passing. It's just a matter of uh, getting to the actual day whenever they decide to reconvene and go in there. I don't know when that's going to be. Because July 4th is tomorrow. That's a no-go, right? I mean, are they going to open the next day? Are they going to be uh, there on the Wednesday, the Thursday, the Friday? Like, I don't know. Are they going to even bother with a Friday? Because then it's right into the weekend. I don't know how, I don't know how like the U.S. government's um, going to work. I mean, uh, we, during we could week. hear it as early as Wednesday of next week. And I'm going to put up a poll right now saying if you had to put $100 of your real money, like you had to take it out and set it down on a table in front of everybody else, knowing that that money could get yanked from you if you're wrong or right, um, if you had to put $100 of money on there, would you say ABK is going to belong to Xbox um, in the decision that comes up in the next week or two weeks? Because it, be, it could end as late as the 18th, but we could find out what's happening uh, next week on like the yes. 10th or something. So I'm going to ask the community right now. No, no, no. If you had to put $100 though. of your real money, like you I had would. to put that answer down, do you think it's going to pass? Yes, being yes, it's going to belong to Xbox, or no, yep. it's not going to work out for us as fans. I'm asking the the, the poll right now. I got to grab some of these supers that relate to this that will keep the discussion going. Thank you so much for being here and supporting everything. You guys are amazing. You contribute a lot to the show. Hit the like button because it really makes the show so fun for us. We appreciate it. 
Danny Passion Official says, Mag is correct. I've been working in the film industry for 12 years. We estimate that the film budget has to make double the production to break even. That's correct. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I know he knows. If he's been in the business 12 years, I have people who've been in the business for decades. Uh, so I'm, I, I know all about it. So it's just, anyways, carry on. The reason why we're talking about the sales things, if you have a big thing like The Last of Us 2 and you barely get over the expected ROI, return on investment, that's got to be really tough. And I always think that back to like when I make a video, I expect a certain return of people watching it. And if I know exactly where the number lands, and it's when you get people like Square saying, it didn't meet our expectations. And, that, well, and that's, that can hurt. It hurts. You know, you know what the thing is, Colt? What a lot of people think is it's as simple as like being a vendor in the street. Like, for example, you see this bottle of water? Like, I buy the bottle of water for 50 cents and I sell it for you for a dollar. I make 50 cents. That's not how these things work in, the big, in big business. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. It's, and like, like, for example, if you put a million dollars in the bank, you can't go tomorrow and say, give me my million dollars. They don't have it anymore. Well, there's the they've moved, investment. They've moved it. Yeah, and there's the right. investment uh, percentage. You know the 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 rate of the. Oh my gosh, there's all kinds of things that go on that are like beyond the discussion. But I would use that as a rule of thumb because that's what we're hearing. Boner jams the five dollar. Thank you, Boner jams. It's Colt North, Northwood. What's good, kid? Happy Monday, Mag. You handsome sob. Great show as always. Have a great week, everyone. Check out Boner Jams on Under the Bus podcast to talk about music, guitar. Uh, rock, metal, and all that stuff. Sir X-Men nice. with the $2 super says, Google MDK, a PlayStation, and Dreamcast game. So I'm glad we did check into that. Eternal Shadow, I think you're the five. He says, Matt Booty in an article said, quote, 10 million players is considered a successful game. So $200 million plus dollars, the cost made by two successful games, are they considered equal? I mean, no, uh, Microsoft's uh, metrics for success are much different. True. Very true. Now, Horizon Forbidden West and The Last of Us were bona fide successful games. Now, did they make the money that they think they needed to move forward? No. Will they be fine? Yes. And these are the questions I ask myself. Will there be yep. a Last of Us 3? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's a rumor about of it right course now. There were. So they're not dying. And uh, thankfully, if you run a studio like Naughty Dog, your other games made so much money that you can float and you'll be fine. Yep. Even Xbox is floating. It's amazing. Jaguar Games Network. Thank you for the five. Says Xbox paid me money to wake up the old guy. Pick which. Love you guys so much. Uh, <laughs> so I think he paid to wake you up. Randall Thor is another one. And he probably, he mentioned oh. you in this one. Oh, Thank wow. you, Randall Thor. He says, Mag, instead of sleeping on the job, maybe you should get with the times and remove that pop filter old man. Now I'm going to call you out publicly. I don't think you need the pop filter, and I'd love to be able to see your whole face. You can see this whole face? Yeah, I say, remove the pop filter. You don't need it. Like, I listen. I'm like, it sounds good. But um, I don't know, chat. Let's leave it up to you. Do you want him to move that black disc? All right, let me see what happens here. uh, Let's see what happens here. If it sounds like it's going to be annoying. Plosives? Yeah, because there's a lot of of pop in there. So, you know, I just want to make sure that's not the case. All right, well, if you don't hear it, then the filter is gone. But chat, let me know. I, I, I let told me know. Mag on the show, like I had a very thick windsock plus a pop filter. And my older brother, who is a serious auto audiophile, he was like, get rid of one of those. I go, what? He goes, it's too much. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I trust you, bro. Um, and I actually got this new mic. So it was like more streamlined. So I had a big, it was like a big mic. Like I was, <laughs> Mag, you are such a great co-host, man. I, 
Everybody oh, cheers, shout mate. out to Mag for being here. Mag's oh, like, cut it out. He's so Stop hopped it. up on it. He gets in here. He's like, Oh, dude, I just, like, I work out, like, I, I time everything. Okay, this show is 8 p.m. Eastern, right? So yeah. um, so at 6.30, I start my workout. And what ended up happening is that I, uh, since the pandemic and they closed all the gyms, I just bought it. Well, I didn't buy a whole gym, but I bought, like, all the equipment that I use at the gym. With your I bought it for my money? house. Well, I thought, yeah, with my Microsoft money. Thanks, Phil. Um, anyways, here's the thing. Um, yeah, Phil bought me the gym. He bought me the, he bought me Miss Pac-Man. Uh, and then of course, then he stabs me at night. Uh, that, that, that sounded ruder than it needed to be. Uh, he stabs my voodoo doll at night to make sure that I keep, uh, you know, <clears throat> promoting Please Xbox that. and, Please and wear the hat. Yeah, yeah, clip, clip that. Anyways. Um, <laughs> in your I exercise sensation some, after that, dude, like you went 630 viral. To, 6.30 to 10 to 8. I'm like just cranking it. I'm doing like cardio, doing all this other stuff. So when I get on here, my blood is just pounding. And I'm, I mean, I'm just like ready to go and raring to go. But anyways, let's get back into this. And listen, guys, if the mic sounds weird, let me know. If it doesn't, then I'm never going to use the damn thing again. I, I think it's great. I think it's great. I'm only having earbud in, but I, you sound great, man. And, and you look even better. Highlander says he meant Diablo 4 was great on the Rogue Ally. So I just misread that, as I do. Bam Zahar, thank you for the five. Says FTC's, FTC's doom scenario is a 5.5% share shift from the Sony dominant market leader to 65% to Microsoft. How is this possible? An example of anti-competitive harm. Mag is right. I think there's just way too many things that are in favor. Well, way too many things that say there. what could possibly go wrong. Traybone408, thank you for the two, says, I want Microsoft to remake Wizards and Warriors to play like Elden Ring. Oh, gosh, that, was, that was a great game. Dead Planet says, if Starfield ends up being huge and really moves the needle with Xbox sales or Game Pass subs, how will they not be tempted to move, be more cutthroat with exclusives? I think Xbox already knows that. I mean, they were cutthroat with Redfall for crying out loud. They, they want games to be exclusive. Sean Kramer with a NT $170. Which uh, is that's New Taiwan. New Taiwan. Uh, yes. Oh, that's awesome. 170, 170 that's about f- almost $6 US. That's so cool in Taiwan to have somebody from Taiwan or with an account in Taiwan uh, watching the show. I mean, wherever you are, thank you so much. He says, can we get Randall Hipster in the chat? I love having no. Rand here in the chat. But we'll, ha- you know what? We'll have Rand on when, he's, when his, fam- his family's hanging out. We'll have him on and you and I can just, you know bug the crap out of them the whole time it'll be amazing that's, that's what i do anyway it's like one of my hobbies they say what do you like to do for your hobbies i'm like i like the game and i like to bother randall thor uh and anyway that's that's, that's what i mean he cannot be shifted either like you can't really but he's just everything's a duck off the water's back as Dude, I always he's say. so chill it's ridiculous although when he gets mad it's really funny because he mm-hmm. does that voice you know the voice guys it's the voice when he's like when he's imitating that, uh, when he's imitating like smack talkers talking about him, it's really funny. So mm-hmm. yeah, when he does that voice, I always start laughing. So <laughs> what are you talking about? What he always says, yeah. uh, Spartan six, six, one talking to Sony fans, is like talking to a Furby. They're cute, but you have to teach them how to behave. <laughs> Just let them reboot. <laughs> Xbox is the new AI. Kyle oh, Cole, that, thank you. Spartan. That's funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, Those things you should do. Kyle Cole, thank yeah, you for the five dollars. He says I was in court and talked to Florian. I personally think the preliminary injunction rejected will be rejected. So does he, but it only takes just one reason for the whole thing to fail. Sure, uh, it, sure, no, it but can. It, it has to be. I just can't see it. It's got to be like reasonable, absolute reasonable doubt. It, Kyle's right. It has to be. It couldn't be one reason, but it has to be a really big reason. 
JCTBean gave a $100 super chat. It's in blazing red. And oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. He says, ABK goes to Xbox. How's that? He put his $100 on the line. And you know what, JCTBean? Thank you so much for that. And I totally think how in the heck at this point could it not go through? I, I think Mag's right. Like that judge is just like, what are you doing, FTC? And FTC yeah. has like, what, a 20% win rate, uh, win percentage or something? They've lost so many cases. I don't know. Yeah, thank I you don't so know, man. much, JCT. By the way, everybody in the chat's like, Maggie, you got to take your shirt off. And like, that was a $100 bet for ABK, not for me to take my shirt off. I don't want to get thrown off of YouTube. Why do you think I don't do my videos on YouTube? I did, by the way, one of my videos uh, last year. I did a video on Elden Ring where I was literally in tidy whities the whole video. And... I, I mean, I had the, I had the, I, you know, I had the guts to do it, but I did it. But I'm not going to do it on a live stream, okay? And I'm not doing it on Cole's channel. I'll do my own videos on my own thing. So, anyways, uh, that's besides the point. Carry I mean, on, just, Cole. But what I, I did do is I tied my, I tied my, my shirt in a knot, though. Look, my face. <laughs> you there you go. My face hurts from smiling, thinking about like the, when I said, "Hey, can you send me some video clips for the intro?" <laughs> and just the, you know, you rip like your PlayStation shirt off and stuff. It's just freaking <laughs> hilarious. Uh, thank uh, you so much, JCT Bean. You are a freaking legend. John Wolf with the $5 super chat says, Xbox sent me some extra money this month. So I figured I'd share the wealth cult and the mad oh, great show guys. Lovely, lovely. Enjoy your July 4th. And uh, yo, Slizzle 84. Thank you for the five says, how long do you think Microsoft is profitable from the ABK deal? Assuming it goes through love the content cult. Thank you. Yo sizzle slizzle. Um, they said the whole reason why they're buying ABK is to get a return on that purchase as soon as possible. So Matt Booty explained that the ABK deal was a not about exclusivity or about the platform. It was about a money-making scheme to just start making you know, was your scheme. But it was a, they, they make that purchase, and they have to start making money on it right away because it's a big cash transaction. So they get that in there. They keep the games on PlayStation. They make 70 to hundred percent on all those games. Cash starts coming in and they yeah. start, uh, make satisfying their shareholders. Right. Yeah. And making Banjo Kazooie for the four fans in the <laughs> chat. <laughs> um, Sorry, right. I'm just making jokes. I know people are so sensitive about it. That's why. Why do you think I make fun of Nintendo? I've got three Nintendo Switches in this house, okay? I got one OLED and I got two Switch lights, okay? But I make fun of Nintendo all the time because I know how mad the fan base gets when I say something about it. It's hilarious. Anyways, carry on. Yeah, I mean, why? Def if you're a Nintendo fan, you don't even need to defend yourself. Like, it's the platform's legendary. And they're like the people love the games. Furby, so, holy mackerel! You better you better change your name and address. Anyway, sorry, carry what? on. <laughs> for what? <laughs> for Furbies, you, you know those guys, those oh. dudes, and like the, holy mackerel, the guys that like stuffed animals and stuff, and the, the My Little Ponies. I thought you, I think you meant, I thought you said Furbies. The furries, yeah, they're crazy. What happened to furries? Furbies? I don't know what the hell they're I called. Whatever they're about called. them on uh, like a CSI show, a bunch of furries were at a convention and one got I murdered watched or something. It. Yeah, I remember oh, that. Well, I saw, well, the first time I saw them was uh, Howard Stern sent uh, one of his uh, cronies to one of their conventions in a hotel. <laughs> it was fantastic. Anyways, uh, that's how I learned about it. But yeah, make fun of those guys, see what happens. Holy mackerel. It's like the Riddler from the Batman movie, like complete psychos wearing like goggles will show up at your house. Like, I'm going to kill you because I like my little pony. I mean, it happens for everything. I was watching a video. I won't say the sport because then people are like, I don't care. But a fan of the opposing team walked by a whole section of the opposing team. Um, and he was in 
You know what I mean? He walked yep. through the state. He had to walk across the section of a live sports game <laughs> wearing the opposite team because that's who he was there to root. And everyone was yeah. like, F you, and, blah, blah, and throwing hot dogs and stuff. And I'm like, holy oh. crap, this is what it would be like if a PlayStation fan. No, scratch that. Xbox fans don't do that, right? We're perfect. Now, it could, oh. I mean, it could, everyone's like, oh, I don't want go to uh, go to an Xbox event. What if people are there and, and make fun of you? I'm like, Everyone's happy, man. They're 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 super, super good. It, it, no, it's just the people are. But people. I'd say, no like, gonna... imagine going to a PlayStation event, but they don't have them. Well, yeah, they don't have them. What the hell is that all about? They should really do something, eh? Like, they should have. Never mind a live show. They should have like um one of those trap. Remember they used to do that the traveling things where they show up with like a like eighteen wheelers and they yeah, had like yeah, all like these consoles and they, they and then like. You just go out, yeah, like a circus. <laughs> well, it was a pony show. <laughs> uh, anyways, oh my gosh, um, get lightheaded. Yeah, they show yeah. up with like an old rusty uh, Ferris wheel, and they're like, "It's the PlayStation Live event." No, I'm just, we're just kidding. No, they really should do a fan made event because people did do stuff like that. Event. It was fun, man. Uh, they, they were great. They had like, they had like a God of War one. They did like a Spider Man one. They did one in the PS3 era. They were great. Yeah. Anyways, carry just on. look at look at the poll. Uh, for those of you who are listening to the show on demand, thank you for being here on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Pocket Podcasts. I put up a poll. I said, if you had to put a hundred dollars of your real money, is ABK going to belong to Xbox? And eighty nine percent have said yes. That their real money says, and I'm going to yeah. end the poll that it will go in the favor for Xbox. Now, if it doesn't, like we were shocked at the CMA blocking. Um, I, I I am I a betting man. And I would 100% put it. I put $1,000 down. And I am a betting man. Damn. Actually, you know what's, you know what's funny? I'm actually going to look it up because uh, my well, – I'm not going to get into the details. But uh, I have professional bookies and stuff like that. Who I'm going to find out because you could bet on anything. Like literally anything. Uh, so I'm going to see if there's a, um, an FTC uh, ABK deal um, bet going on out there. And if there is one <laughs> – I'll, I'll let you know about it. I'm going to throw money down. Like I said, yeah, cool. You can bet on you can bet on anything now. So oh, I'm just saying, like that that's that that's a thing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look into it. Actually, as soon as the show's you're, done, you're I'm gonna, gonna reach. Quick, it. You're gonna make a quick four thousand or something. Well, I'm, I'm gonna ask uh, on that. I'm gonna find. You know what? I'm gonna find out. Hold on. Well, while while we're wrapping up the show here, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask. Okay. Some, some people I know. We, we, there's there is one last thing I want to cover, and I, I want to do it as respectfully as possible because Colin Murray already had a take about Xbox and Microsoft buying studios, and I want to continually reiterate that I do respect Colin Murray. I like his ability to take force and and a presence in front of the microphone and talk about the games industry with incredible intelligence. But I think, and the reason why I say but is I feel like Colin just doesn't know enough about the Xbox platform. To speak on it, I think it's his only downfall, and it's the reason why I don't talk a lot about what PlayStation is doing business-wise. I know enough, but he said that why should we be champion as fans for Xbox and Microsoft to buy these studios and publishers when they're so bad at making games? And I, and if I was able to talk to Colin, I would say, you're right with 343 and the initiative. They've done a terrible job managing those two studios but they have 20 other studios that are doing really well and then i would go crap arcane was a major misstep but xbox couldn't get them to move so what is he saying why would we let them have all this money and buy all these studios when they're so bad at what they do but if you've watched this channel on this podcast enough you know that xbox typically puts out 
almost always puts out first-party content that rates the same as PlayStation across the board. So are do they sell as many as PlayStation? No, because their platform's smaller. But they have PC, but they're just starting to expand into Game Pass. So it is, uh, it is a real matter of perception, Mag, where people think Xbox is so horrible at making games, but yet PlayStation doesn't have games that have... 30 million people playing the game or 20 million people playing the game or the 30 million people that have played it over the years and continue to still play a game. I mean, even if we're talking about sea of thieves or flight simulator, which people don't feel like are real games, like these platforms are so different that you can't use the same. They're different. No, you can't yeah. use the same metrics. That's the thing. And that, I mean, it's, it should be obvious to people like that, that who know exactly, but I mean, I know what they're saying, what they're saying. They're saying what they're saying because it's sensationalism and it gets people talking. Right. And yeah. At the end of the day, it's all basically clickbait, and, uh, and that's that's how that's how these things work. Because the, the, there are two entirely different metrics. Because yes, you can have an ecosystem, let's say like Xbox, where you can have 30, oh okay, thirty million people played, um, you know, Sea of Thieves or whatever else. That's because they're in the ecosystem, and you can access it any time as long as you're subscribed to the Game Pass, right? And they're still Whereas, supporting and adding to it, and making it bigger, right? And yeah. but like the thing is, it's like when you get like when, like let's say you get in a, play, a game on PlayStation and Nintendo. In order to play those games, you have to purchase it. There is a paywall there. I mean, I understand there's a paywall with Game Pass. It's not like it's free. Sure. I get yeah, that, obviously. But you actually have to make an actual purchase of the specific product, you know, and then be able to play from there. And then, then you know, and then you're part of the ecosystem or whatever. Yeah. Whereas even people can just casually pass through. You could say, okay, 30 million people play uh, Forza Horizon 5 or whatever, right? Or uh, whatever it was. Yeah, I think it was 30 million, right? 10 million of those people could have just played for like 10 minutes. I'm like, all right, I like it. It's all right. Not bad. I'll go back. I'll get back to it. But people come and go, come and go, come and go because it's there. No one's coming and going when the game is 70 bucks and you got you to gotta specifically go out of your way and purchase the game, right? You've got to go to the store physically or you've got to go to the store digitally and purchase the game. And so there, therefore, it's a completely different metric. You it's know, so I don't do understand. Like, you too. I mean, it's a hundred percent a different way of doing business, and I don't expect Sony to do it. Sony could do whatever's profitable for them. It's worked for them for decades, three decades now. So keep doing what you're doing. No one's telling you not to do it. No one's saying to you have to. You have to have a. You know, they have their PS Plus. I've PS Plus that. has great games on it. Who cares? If you like that, go to that. If you want Game Pass, go to Game Pass. If you, I'm not even subscribed to Game Pass right now. Okay. And if I don't find anything in the next year that that that's going to be in it, like I'm not I'm 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 not a Forza Motorsport guy. I'm a Forza Horizon guy, right? Yeah. So yeah. I probably would only dabble in that. But I'll tell you that if if Starfield is the only thing that I'm going to be playing in the next eight months, let's say I'll just buy the damn game because yeah, if I, I mean, subscribe to Game to Pass for six months, to, they do have to give you a reason to stay on Game Pass. Sure, they, absolutely. And I and, I think and you know if you. If you and just it's say, fine, oh, either this way. month looks great. I'm gonna sub. I'm gonna pay for one month, and then it'll expire, and I'll be good. If they they announce something else, I'll pick it up. I think but what you know the, the problem is, with though, most PlayStation fans or yeah. people like push or people like um, Sacred Symbols with uh, with uh, Colin is their problem is that Xbox. This is this is such a great little speech. Are you ready for this? Yeah. PlayStation bought 17 of their 22 studios over the past 25 years. Sure. Xbox yeah. has bought 17 of their 23 studios, but they bought most of them in the past five years. So their real problem, Mag, is it looks worse because Xbox bought all their studios sure. right now. 
Sure. Instead of yeah. buying them organically over the past 25 years. Now, of course, I'm being kind of a jerk because it does look pretty <laughs> rough when you just flex your muscles all of a sudden. But I'll remind you, for 10 years, Microsoft didn't want to fund the Xbox. Rewind back to yeah, when the Kinect yeah, came out. Connectimals, the Windows Live with your music and movies on the Xbox 360. Don Matrick wanted to create this entertainment hub. That didn't work out because it was just too early in the in the world, and the world was going to have smart TVs coming down the road, so they went a different direction. Microsoft was like, you're on your own. We're not going to pump a bunch of money into these games. Like, who cares? And they left them. So now with this investment since 2018, Xbox is buying studios. Now they're starting to look like PlayStation, but condensed into a five-year period. So it looks like you're really aggressive in spending, and gosh dang it, if you want to catch up, with first-party content, unique content, you have to be aggressive. So don't act like, Meg, don't you dare act like PlayStation didn't buy those 17 studios because they absolutely freaking bought those studios. They just bought them quietly over the period of 20-plus years, and they're both doing the same thing. Yeah, it, it, it's they're they're doing the exact same. That's the funny thing. At the end of the day, both companies are doing pretty much the exact same thing. The only difference is that their model going forward is slightly different. That's all. The, the, there's nothing else to it. PlayStation has a subscriber. Oh, speaking of which, a Q perspective asked me if I. He goes, I, you know, I'm not a Game Pass subscriber. Asked if I'm um, a PS Plus subscriber. I am only to access really to access the online. The bonus yep, is that I get you have to be. Yeah. So you have you kind of have to, and I game share with my wife. So the the way we do it is that we we share the online together, whatever. But anyways, the point is is that um, they still have a subscription service. The only difference is that they don't release their games day one. They yeah, release them yeah. a year later, year and a half later, whatever it is. So it's still essentially the same idea. It's just not releasing their games day one. So they're still doing that, but Sony is still working on the um, on the business model of selling the game first. Um, you know, making the, making as much profit as they can off the sales of the games, then move it off into 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 PC, and then from PC they move it on to PS Plus. And you what? know, I've been on the show, or I've been on lots of shows, and I've said they should do their games day and date. They'd make a bunch of money, and I think I'm right. But I also, why would you rock the boat of console sales that are just continually like on an unstoppable track? If you were selling, they can this, do you're it. doing a yard sale, and like this certain item just keeps going, you'd keep pushing it out on the driveway. So I don't blame them for pushing this unique experience only on a console because it's making them a lot of money. And it's probably hard to make that leap. And Xbox had to because, like you said earlier, Mag, they'll never catch up to console sales. And they don't have to because that's not their business model. That's not their business model. They're going in a different direction, and I'm not expecting any other company to follow suit. That's what makes it unique to be in each different uh, ecosystem is that Nintendo does what they do. Sony does what they do. Now yeah. now Microsoft does what they do. And that's now, fine. And if you want to be part of it, you want to be part of it. If you don't, then don't. Like, it's, no one's forcing anybody's hands either way. Yeah, and to you know Colin's I mean? credit, like, I'm not, I'm not going to act like it does, it's not happening. They're buying whole p- publishers. So they, when they buy ABK or they buy uh, Bethesda and ZeniMax, they automatically get these 10 some studios. I can't remember, eight studios? I don't remember. I haven't made a video on it in a while. Anyway, they, yeah, they yeah, get all funny. these studios. So they, they're like, they're buying whole eight publishers and, and taking all the games away. It's like, well, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Xbox has been a decade behind and now they're playing catch up. So they're, they're, they're making big purchases. You know you what know? it is? It seems more, the, the perception is that it seems yes. more dangerous and it, it seems more dangerous and desperate. 
right? So when they see you buying 25 studios in a couple of years, you know what I mean? Like if you add Bethesda and ABK up, maybe not 25, but you know what I mean? It, sure, it's just yeah. like, yeah. It's, it's a whole bunch. Everybody's like, what are they doing? They start to panic because they're seeing it doing. But the thing is, if you see the competition has done the exact same thing, however, they did it over the course of many years. Yes, that's where the term organic themes, the perception is that it's it, more organic because you did it one here, one year, one here, one uh, two years later, and it seems organic. But in fact, the only reason why it took so long is because they don't have the money to be able to gobble it all up at once. They have to do it slowly. And that is you know scary what I mean? that Microsoft has all this money that they can just say, go buy whatever looks enticing or fills a hole like we talked about last week right. there's these different metrics that meet the demands that xbox wants in their studio family and i get it so i do agree with colin that it looks like why would you do this like you don't deserve to buy all these studios but i would also remind colin that playstation doesn't make those freaking games their studios do sony santa monica makes god of war incredibly amazing not PlayStation whatsoever. You're like, well, PlayStation's money does. Well, thank you. That's what Microsoft's doing. They're giving well, money you know so what, they Cole? can build studios. Here's another example. I'll give you another example. This arcade that I'm slowly building behind me. Okay, love it. I'm not buying. I'm not buying ten cabinets in one day so I could catch up to uh, Doggy Dog 420. Right? He's got a bigger <laughs> arcade than me. So shout out to him. Right? He's got a big arcade. I'm okay. not going to buy ten arcades or twenty arcades. And then you could say, well, you know what? I'm buying them one at a time. One here, another here. Six months later, I'll get another one. You're summing Six, you know, up three months later, I'll get another one. on Game Pass. That's what you do right. in the game. Right. Well, you have there to you earn go. enough money to order one, and then once you make, we bring one back to your laundromat, you make a little more money every day. So instead of waiting two days to buy an arcade cabinet, you can get one in one day. Or, but anyway, that's what you're doing. Love it. Love it. Yeah, and so like I'm doing that slowly but surely, right? So I'm building this thing. You know, organically. organically, but then all of a sudden my neighbor can show up with, uh, you know, with six grand and say, you know what? And then just buy like 20 cabinets. So you get at the end of the day, I right? still have 20. You... I could have 20. Yeah. But you know, the thing is, I'd be like, what the hell, man. But at the same time, when your neighbor like, OK, so you you spent the past six months getting four or five arcade cabinets. Is it four? Um, I have four right now. Yes. Okay. So you spent six months getting four cabinets in your, in your gaming space and yes. your neighbor who was next lives next to you. Like he runs this huge business. He makes way more money than you. He better car. He comes home with eight cabinets that he bought that week that he ordered. Right. And you're like, that's not but, what a, he, what a cheater. How about this? He just, he, that's not fair. He just went, he, I mean, that's what I'm saying. So let's say two months from now, Colt, he still has those eight. And then I have eight, right? At the yeah. end of the day, we both had eight. It's just the how we got to that point is different. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the result was still the same at the end of the day. You know what I mean? But, so, but, but the rich neighbor looks like a jerk, doesn't he? It's like it's not fair. Yeah, yeah. Like, we've all had friends that are collectors or friends that uh, like if you're building up a car or something, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I'm just saying on. at the end of the day, the result is oh, the okay. same. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, just that Microsoft's this... going for that. You know that shock and awe of yeah. like, oh, oh crap, we got a cat. We, we they're not panicking, but what they're doing is that they're setting up for the future, and by doing so, yeah. it's shaking the foundations of what's happening in the gaming business, and it scares a lot of people. Now, the thing is, a lot of people are worried because Microsoft now has control of all these different products that we know and love, 
from Bethesda all the way to ABK, and that's where people have the problem. And they're like, well, they could just say no more Doom and then just cancel Doom. I think that they're afraid of them having the creative control. Yeah. But I think that some of those fears should be put to rest because, you know, as it stands right now, the people that run the Xbox Game Studios are gamers who love the industry and love the history of gaming. You know, Phil talked about it all the time about the preservation of games and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So yeah. this is the kind of person that you want in charge. They're not going to be that dollars and cents guy who's never picked up a controller before and says stupid things like, well, now I'm just going to cancel the damn thing and that's all there is to it. I'm not, not making enough money. Cancel Doom. Cancel this. Cancel that. It's not making enough profit for us. That's not what's so, going to happen. So if you're just a... I don't know if these exist, but a regular gaming fan that just plays games and doesn't like read all the news and all the, all the development things like just let's just pretend if you're just a gaming fan that just buys consoles and plays games, like, do you really give a flying frick? Excuse my language. Whether PlayStation buys those studios or builds them or buys them over the course of a long time or buys them all at once. Like as as a fan that say, let's say you love gears and Forza horizon and you Starfield looks great, but you don't dive into the news. Like, do you really care that X we're like, well, you know, like the guy's playing Starfield and he's like, man, this game's so amazing. And the guy walks up and goes, well, you know, um, that game Xbox completely bought that studio and Xbox bought a bunch of other studios. And like, they didn't even make those. They just <laughs> bought those and put them exclusive on your console. That's the only reason why you have Starfield. That's the only reason why you're getting Elder Scrolls because Microsoft just bought a whole bunch of studios and the guy playing the game would be like, man, Starfield's fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, who cares, man? Who cares? But just people like, will have, they, we, people we will are have at the bottom over it. <laughs> I know. But you know what, Colt? We are at the bottom and these guys yeah. are up here and they sprinkle us with product. Whether we choose to catch those products as they're sprinkling them is entirely up to us. And it doesn't matter who grabbed what next to you and on the other side of you. And if a guy likes, you know, this and the guy likes that, leave them alone. Yeah. Who cares what they like? I don't understand this whole, like, people attacking each other. Man, these guys are nuts. It just it doesn't make any sense to me. Who cares? Now, I would never there's always, say there's like, always room for healthy like Spider-Man Two is going to be the best game this year. It's way better than Starfield. I would never jump on his post and go, "Well, you know, uh, Sony bought Insomniac. Like, <laughs> they didn't even really make it. They just bought that studio." And <laughs> nah. Hey, you there's know what? A guy at the end of the, the day, chat. does it matter? There's a good friend yeah, sorry, of mine in the chat. What just happened? Who's uh, saying Colt yeah, still yeah. getting paid Eastwood? Uh, he's give a shout out to what just happened. Huge Xbox fan. Huge fan of the channel of XNC. Uh, loves Xbox and their games. Just give him, you know, welcome him to the Xbox platform. He loves their stuff. He's he pretty much only plays Xbox exclusives. So give a shout out to him, Meg. We've had a long show and we we lost uh, yep. <laughs> we we lost uh, the stream for half a second a couple times. I'm like, are we going to survive? And we did hit the like button on your way out. We had a great show. We had a bunch of other stuff to cover. We'll get it next week. There'll be great stuff. Keep an eye on the FTC hearing. It's going to be crazy, man. I'll tell you what. If this thing passes. I'm going to be super nice to people. I won't be toxic whatsoever. You better be. <laughs> Darth yeah, Vicious in the chat. Meg, thank you so much for being here. I was really excited yeah, to talk talk business with you. You you said before the tell tell me what you said before the show when we were said we were going to talk. 
<laughs> oh, oh, I, I don't know, Colt. We're not talking about it. I'm, I'm not I'm not bringing it. No, no, no. You were like, hey, after we ended the show last week, you say, hey, we'll talk this week. And then the whole week goes by and we didn't even. No, we never get. No, we never talk. That's what I'm saying. We never That's talk. Ridiculous. So, you know, we, at the end. Of, okay. Uh, Chad, in case you're wondering what I'm talking about when we're done or what we're talking about, at the end of every show, when we go off the air, we talk for a few seconds and I'm like, all right, dude, I'll talk to you during the week and this and that, you know, whatever comes up, whatever uh, gaming news, we'll, we'll chit chat here and there on WhatsApp or whatever. Right. Mm hmm. All of a sudden, I wake up and I look down and Sith Lord sends up his weekly uh, tweet saying, it's time for XNC tonight. And I go, it's already Monday? And all of a sudden, I'm like a whole week up and I haven't even looked oh, at my yeah. phone because our lives are so busy. We have so much to do, so much going on. And uh, it's just, it's uh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that, that, and all of a sudden you look at a week later and you're like, well, we're back on the show and we never even said more than boo to each other. So, yeah, you know, we're hey, terrible friends. Just, terrible. Uh, you know what it is? Let me tell you something, Colt. At the end of the day, we're busy men. We're trying to, we're, you know, we're trying to provide for our families, spending yep. time with our families, doing what we got to do to make our lives amazing. So, you know what? Let's just keep doing that because that seems to be working. But anyways. We had a great show. We had a lot of good times. Chat, you guys were amazing. You guys were absolutely hilarious. And uh, as always, love the support uh, from everybody. So we'll see you guys all next week, of course. Yes, thank you so much, guys. Um, I think I don't know what's going on this week for YouTube content. I have no idea. Uh, we'll see if anything breaks. Uh, if not, I might cover some Forza stuff. Some cool stuff coming for Forza Motorsport. Believe it or not, we're going to get out of here. Mag, thanks for such a great outro. Where's the button? We're out. We'll see you next week. Next week, guys.